You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. Rich Wars. I know you're like, how could a white man be allowed to do that? <laughs> he can say the word only in the confines of this podcast. <laughs> it's what we do, baby. Yeah. You're out of your fucking mind, dude. I have the power. That's Pull up, pull up. Oh, oh, yeah, boys. Hands, and girl, and I Christine Nagel. And, and uh, Christine Nagel, a.k.a. Philly girl. Mm, yes. Andrew Goldstein is uh, the news Jew today. The news Jew, that's right. Shalom. We get, we're going Normally straight to the source uh, for the news this, this week. Erin from Jezebel, but I think she had something she had to work on or something. So we're going straight to the source. We're going straight to the Jews for the news that control the news. Yeah, and we got uh, Jew news. John Ronson here. Oh, my God. John Ronson's in the building? Yeah, he's the author of So You've Been Publicly Shamed and uh, The Psych- Psychopath Test. Yes. Yeah, they're oh, look really at you. Good Did you pass your own test, John? You look like you passed it. <laughs> um, well, what does that what does that mean? You I, look like a psychopath, John. Yeah, people say I read the psychopath test. I passed it, but I don't. I never know what, what they mean by that. Well, I met John at uh, Jim Norton's uh, pilot, and okay. John was the interview with Norton, and his interview was so goddamn interesting. Oh, that's amazing. Because we're talking about your public shaming book. That's right. But the thing I want to set up because I just because and I and I keep mangling it, like retelling it, because okay. psychopath gets thrown around that and sociopath. Yes. Yeah. Are like pop. We got to show respect for these psychopaths and sociopaths. We can't well, just throw this title around. Well, to now people. there's a pop idea that like psychopaths. I, you you explain well, it. But, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's all politics. It's all backroom. Oh, politics. happy Veterans Day too, by the way. Happy Veterans oh, yeah. Day. I have to shout that out. Okay, yeah. go ahead, Johnny. Yes. All gave some, some gave all. Gave all. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs> that's Philly girl. She, I think that's on the Liberty uh, Bell. Actually. She brings a Philadelphia perspective to everything. Uh, a right. Philly twist to it, and if all, you will. It's, it's a cosmopolitan location. So. <laughs> That's right, old Baltimore with electricity, <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So anyway, so set this up about the psychopaths oh, are controlling okay. thing. What people say. Oh, I see. Okay, so basically, the statistic according to the people who are, you know, who've spent their lives studying psychopaths is that one in a hundred <laughs> regular people is a psychopath. But one that, in a hundred. One yeah. in a hundred, but that figure rises to. Four percent of CEOs and business leaders. So you're four times because capitalism. I think for two reasons. I think firstly, it. capitalism rewards it because mm. the items on the checklist like lack of empathy and mm-hmm. lack of remorse and grandiose self worth. So this is kind of like American Psycho the movie because this guy was excelling at business yeah, because he was cold and. Well, yeah. the idea is they're not all killers. Like some people have a degree of. Psych- yeah, also, they're not all perfect. Like like that yeah. guy. In the but movie, also yeah. surgeons but and shit. You know, just to be cut okay. people open. I got, I got yeah. that joke. Thank you. But it's not only that capitalism rewards psychopathy, but also if you don't have any empathy, then what's left is just the will to win. So Mm. on on two, so basically from two fronts, psychopaths rise to the top. Uh, So anyway, this was the theory that I heard. So I wanted to write a book where I would learn how to become a psychopath spotter (laughs) and then journey into the corridors of power. (laughs) This is a great book. Yeah. yeah, I love it already. Um, And I did. Well, I kind of did. I also, what, what really happened was that I became kind of drunk with my psychopath spotting powers and started spotting psychopaths everywhere. Oh, uh, okay. And in fact, it, it turned me kind of psychopath. You can't even take the subway no more because it's just filled with it, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, this is what I like about your books because you're so good about like pointing out in yourself this kind of like glib fucking like, oh, yeah. you're a psychopath. Like yeah. a lot of people don't catch that about themselves at all and I find that real interesting. Totally. But, but then the thing that I liked was you comparing it to David Icke. Do you know who David Icke is, Sean? No. 
He's the British guy that believes that the lizard people are secretly controlled. You've heard this. Uh, yes, I heard this. Yes, yeah. yes. He's, he the, he's the starter Dave of that. Here talking about. Uh, is he, I don't know if he's the starter of it or a prom- proponent. Yeah, no, he's the starter of it. Well, I mean, there was a, actually there was a Zulu uh, chieftain. There you go, bringing Creator. black people in, John. Now we got a, now now I got a problem with you. <laughs> well, his yeah. name was Credo Mutwa, so he came up with it. And what was his name? Credo Mutwa. Are oh, you talking about Cree Cree? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's how that idea started. Was yeah. a Zulu chieftain? David Ike. Um, well, all I know is that David Ike kind of appropriated. Well, you know, no way. Gave him he credit. stole that from a. Okay, go ahead. Just don't like gave, everything else, Kurt. Don't be so surprised. Rock and roll, the same thing with that. <laughs> Can yeah, I also like, point out that like this is. Very ironic because this guy named Ike David used to sell sick lizards out of his Dodge Caravan on the block. <laughs> I cannot believe this. I don't know if that's irony or coincidence, Philly guy. Yeah, I think it's a little both. <laughs> I don't care about the difference. <laughs> I don't care. So the so the interesting the interesting point Kurt was yeah. going to make yeah. was that so David Ike believes that giant blood drinking child sacrificing pedophile lizards secretly rule the world and yeah. have adopted human form and and everybody thinks David Ike's a nut and then you've got Harvard psychologists and psychiatrists who believe that psychopaths have kind of adopted human form you know they pretend to be empathetic so it's kind of the same theory it's the same oh. conspiracy theory but yeah. if you're a, not a, a cuckoo and a supposed smart person you just switch out lizard men with psychopaths and then you get to say all the same conspiratorial shit yeah it's just like wanting to simplify a bunch of shit that's not simple but it's not like to malicious sense it's like as a way to to function in society and not be ostracized right sure well yeah and and you know they're kind of right i think psychic well i mean i've met enough kind of real Psychopaths to know that. Who's a real one? That you Welcome home, to. nigga. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, will I tell you one? One. Okay. okay. Yes, Kevin, just tell us about one you talked to and what. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. This guy. And leave your parents out of this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I spent time with a Haitian death squad leader called Toto Constant, who's now in jail in upstate upstate New York for mortgage fraud. And somehow that upstate jail prison cell is better than Haiti. (laughs) (laughs) So why reward these guys? Somebody turned Haiti that way. Why are we rewarding these guys? (laughs) <laughs> so I uh, I went to to visit. I'd met him once before when he was a free man living in Queens. Basically, he got what? A, yeah, yeah. He, he got away with being a death squad leader. Wait, because, what years was he doing? Was that like uh, during Papa Doc Chevalier times uh, or later? Earlier, it was sooner. Uh, it was Aristide. Uh, no, it was it, he was against Aristide. Oh. so this I guess it's kind of mid nineties. Right, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm rusty on my Haitian. And their crimes squad. are like what typical death oh. squad crimes of you know raping, oh. pillaging, etc. Right. Yeah, and, and where was White Club? Fuck, am I right? <laughs> so he was like burning down, burning down housing projects, and you know, really sick. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and Were people inside the project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. many good stuff. Many people died at this guy's hands. So I met him. So basically, when I was like really young, I uh, I heard that he'd got away with all of this because he was secretly working for the CIA at the right. time. Oh. And the deal that he did with the American government was that he could. He could escape justice, but would have to live with his mother in Queens. Now that's punishment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got him good, yeah. and he got to drive a city bus. Right. You do it, you Haitian death squad leader. <laughs> Q five, nigga, that's uh, you. You driving the Q five. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that man's name was Will Sylvans. So anyway, and he was never allowed to go into Manhattan. That was part of his deal, was that he could never go into Manhattan. Yeah, so he would stand in Queens and just look wistfully over at Manhattan. Did they have like an ankle bracelet on him? No, and in fact, he just went into Manhattan all the time. (laughs) Um, USA! I understand why he couldn't go to Manhattan. Like, what was the... I don't know. White people? the, the, The deal. I met him at the Mercer Hotel one time. Anyway, so... Mercer. Yeah, so I thought, this is a funny story. A yeah. death squad leader who lives with his mother. It's funny. It's a sitcom, basically. Yeah, I thought, this is like a sitcom. <laughs> so, right. I, so I went there, and it wasn't funny. There was nothing funny about it. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. all, Turned out not so to be. So it was a Fox yeah. sitcom. All he, wanted, <laughs> all he wanted to do was like kind of protest his innocence, and he started crying. Now, this was the moment, right? I'm leading up to this moment. This is before I knew anything about psychopaths. Right. Um, he started crying. And I looked at him, and he was only pretending to cry. Right. So, and, and what did like, it look like? His pretending to cry, like bad acting, like, like just shaking his shoulder. Like, you know, like oh, bad. he was actually <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> he um, was taking his hands and rubbing. His <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> wait, what happened? He was fake crying. He was fake crying. So obviously, Ooh. like he was like we're taking his eye, his hands over. He's like, yeah. Way! <laughs> what does he play for Manchester United? <laughs> uh, yeah. Football joke. Nice British joke. Yeah. I, like it. I, I especially yeah. like that joke. And I'm, I'm glad you didn't say Arsenal. No. So, um, so, okay, so I, so I just let that pass me by because right. I didn't know what it meant. It felt kind of creepy. And then right. years later, when I was learning how to spot psychopaths, I realized that one of the items on the checklist, or a number of the items on the checklist, would speak to that moment. Right. So shallow effect, which is like an inability to experience right. the range of emotions. Right, right. Um, that, so that you have to fake emotions and also the, the the charm is kind of glib and superficial and i thought you know this guy was like bad at pretending to cry it was like he was right pop- so so i went so i decided to go back to see him a second time and mm-hmm. and and i found him in jail in upstate new york and anyway to cut a long story short he kept on saying to me um i just want people to like me like all i want is for people to like me <laughs> Uh, and over and over again, he said it. So I kind of finally, I said to him, well, isn't that a weakness, just wanting people to like you? Right. And he said, oh, no, it's not a weakness. And I'll tell you why it's not. If you can get people to like you, you can manipulate them to do whatever you want them to do. Wow. He just outright <laughs> so said that to you? Said it, yeah. Is so, that also a side effect of like being in Haiti for wow. so long where he ran a death squad and didn't have to hide shit like that? And so he didn't even know better to... Uh, you know you shouldn't mention I, that in, in mixed conversation. Mixed company, yeah, like, you fucking like, asshole. Hey, Kareth. Kareth's hey, in. Kareth's in the in. building. Hey. You can grab what that chair right over there. What is this background noise I'm hearing? What? That was when the door was, was outside? open. outside? Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. But no, what I thought... Welcome, Kareth. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having me. No doubt. Do you know John Ronson? You know Kristen? Hello. Christine Nagel. Christine Nagel. That's right. Now yeah. I'm doing. A, I'm mispronouncing the first name. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So can I finish what you're saying? Just Christine Nagel. What Nagle. I thought at the time was that this is really interesting, and this sort of tallies with what psychopath, like professional psychopath researchers say, which is that they're just not very good at it. You know, it's like the, the, it's all skin deep, and you get this kind of weird sense that there's just nothing going on under the surface. We're right. talking about psychopaths, by the way. He wrote a book on psychopaths. Nice. So when I think of like uh, con men. Or, uh, you know, people that, like, con someone out of their life savings or something. I always think of them as a psychopath, but they've been able to con people and they've been able to fool people. What, right. Where does that fall? Okay, so, okay, this oh, is just my closer, sort yeah. of spending a couple of years, like, in, in this world. Like, what I would say is that they're good at it for a while. And this is actually, this is on, in the checklist, that, like, they're good at it for a while. They can fool you for a while. 
But after a while, you get this kind of eerie sense that there's yeah. something weird going on. Yes. And, that, and that it's just, this, it's all just surface. It was the third time for me, and it was my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a, it was one weird. of the reasons why they're, they're, they tend to be really good at kind of short cons. You know, they're good at kind of getting it like hedge fund managers. Kids, children, So like Bernie Madoff. Well, on the checklist. Oh, yeah, talk more. Oh, yeah, just, shit. Have yeah. I, has no one heard like anything that I've said? Nothing. I think we Zero. did, but I just want to make sure. But we nodded like a bunch of psychopaths. We're talking about the health benefits of the corn, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard all of it. Um, okay, so on the checklist, it I says, have small children. I need to know this. Okay, well, on the checklist, it says it starts like at the age of like ten or okay. eleven. However, um, you know, you can just imagine how much kind of injustice comes from statements like that if you're not like a great psychopath researcher. Like if you're just somebody who reads the checklist, because you know, kids. Are nuts, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, assholes. Well, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Aren't they all kind of like psychopaths, and they just don't grow out of it if they're a psychopath? Psychopath, guess, you know. Well, what Robert Hare would say, who's like the king of psychopath research, is like, so at the age of ten to twelve, they start behaving like really badly. But he's saying like you're talking like extreme. You're talking like killing animals, getting expelled. Right. Well, this right. story just like, happened this week that this young kid, eight year old, yeah, he was left alone with other eight years old, olds and uh, the younger kids because the two women who were the mothers went out to clubbing. No. Okay. Stayed up to 2.30 at night. <laughs> Apparently, a two-year-old baby, one-and-a-half-year-old baby girl was crying in a crib. The eight-year-old boy took the baby out the crib, beat it, <gasps> killed it, and then oh, put it back no. in the crib. Okay, wow. but The see, mothers yeah, came okay. home at 2.30 a.m., yeah. didn't check on the children till the next morning. That's <laughs> what I want to ask them. And this yeah. is what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You see, this is what I was getting this kind of, kind of sense when I was writing the psychopath test, that one real weakness in the psychopath spotting world is that nobody cares. They're so in love with the checklist, they don't care about like the circumstances, like, right. the family right. circumstances. And, and so with my new book about public shaming, I go much more into, like, I met this psychiatrist who said that all violence is an attempt to replace shame with self-esteem. And that speaks much more mm. to my sort of humanist, mm. my kind of humanist view, because yeah. otherwise, if you're just talking about checklists and you don't care about families and you don't care about kind of abuse mm -hmm. within families and so on, right. you're, you're looking at humans almost as if they're another species, you know? So that's, yeah, that's the yeah. problem with the psychopath spotting field, I think. Well, that's what I like about the book, too, because, you know, well, just your shit in general is you're not the, mm. this glib, like, because now you go online and fucking people decide... Look, yeah. Well, that just—he's a psychopath. Look at his tweet. Uh, his oh. one tweet. <laughs> yeah, and like really, dickhead. You're gonna. Can you entire... tell by the tweet, Johnny? Can you tell by a tweet? <laughs> no, but what I can tell is that the people who tell by the tweet have lost their fucking moral yes. compass and then come after me when I point it out. What's what's yeah? <laughs> what, what's the difference? Can I just the, between? I've never understood the differences. I never got a good explanation. What's a, a sociopath and a psychopath? Yes. What's the difference? Okay, so what I heard, and then in fact, this American Life kind of did their own fact-checking on this and came to the same conclusion, which is basically that there's no difference. Oh, it's, it's is all, that the CNN show? Uh, that's the public radio show. Okay. Yeah, Ira Glass. and Because oh, right, they right. did a thing on my book, and, and so they went and did a fact-check on this. And basically, it's kind of backroom politics. It's like the, the people who use the word psychopath don't really like the people who use the word sociopath, and none right. of them like the people who use antisocial personality disorder. It's like the Crips and the Bloods. Uh, it sound like yeah, the Crips and the Bloods to like me. The Crips and the Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I'm I mean, getting this. So, so some people will say, no, 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 a sociopath is this and a psychopath is this. But then other people will say, no, 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 no. It's like, but, but in the end, it's all 
kind of basically the same thing. It's all the same shit. It's all basically the same shit. So it's somebody separated. you don't want in your house. <laughs> they're not separated by like violent tendencies versus just manipulative mind games. Well, some people will say that, but but they're people who've just made that definition, okay. you know, in in their in their offices in their universities. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's a fluid. <clears throat> it's a fluid thing. And in fact, most and in fact, yeah, uh, because a lot of people criticize Robert Hare, who uses the word psychopath all the time for, for talking too Who's much. Robert Hare, just for the listeners? He's a and... Canadian psychologist who, who kind of pretty much owns the term psychopath. I'm sorry, I, I really? started laughing when you said Canadian. I just can't <laughs> I just laugh. I laugh when I hear it. And I know that some people <laughs> criticize him for, for that very reason. Like They say he, he concentrates like too much on violent criminal psychopaths when, it, when in fact most psychopaths never commit any violent crimes. Right. Right. But how do you know when, uh, like if somebody might snap and go to the violent part of it? Well, most... It's funny, I was thinking about this this morning. I did this corporate talk at this wealth managers conference uh, back in March. There's a lot of ass in there? Well, because they loved, they loved like... <laughs> a lot of ass. It sounded like there's a lot of ass in this event. <laughs> a lot of girls walking around. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy came up to me at the end in a, in a suit and said, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a psychopath. Uh, my boss knows I'm a psychopath. Like, it's just a good skill to, to, to fall back on. Um, you know, when you want to sort of manipulate somebody in business and get your way, I kind of fall back on the skill. But like, I'm never going to like be violent or beat anyone up. And and so, you know, maybe the difference is, is you know. So if you own it, it's okay? The same is true yeah. when you're washing hair at a salon. <laughs> like, it helps. I'm not kidding. Like, I've seen it help. Being a psychopath? Yeah. It, <laughs> how so, Philly girl? Well, if you actually want me to go into the story. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> like sometimes like you go in and you're like no just give me a trim and they like want to give you what they want they want to give you what they want to give you right. oftentimes it's the haircut that she's got and <laughs> who is it up to to change your mind the hair washing girl i swear to god i ain't never got my hair wash at a hairdresser without it being a psychopath washing my hair. <laughs> okay. That's all I have to add. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough, Philly girl. Yeah. More than fair, I would say. She's making this whole topic human. It makes it more human to me. Now I, I get it. <laughs> Every Philly girl's like, one time my friend Mike stabbed my other friend Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody said nothing. Yeah, she knows psychopaths. That's why I think uh, conspiracy th conspiracies can work is because nobody said nothing when Mike stabbed Mike. <laughs> that's a good, that's a Not good point. even Mike. And he was bleeding. <laughs> you don't run your mouth in Philly. Nah. Um, you, so then your other book is called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Yeah. And how much have you, because you just briefly mentioned that before about like people turning on you. Uh, like really, because you're just a fair dude, I think. Like, So yeah. how do people turn on you and what's the thing uh, they're turning on you about? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it all stems from something that happened back in February where... Dream sequence. <laughs> the New York Times ran an extract from the book and, and the extract was sympathetic towards this woman called Justine Sacco. Uh, yeah. yeah, and who, I'm sympathetic towards her, yes. <laughs> who had tweeted, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Oh, right. Just kidding, right. I'm white. So I'm like the only person who's interviewed Justine, and I'm kind of like a But by of, the way, did you that's, send my regards? The only, yeah. <laughs> that's the only, not just that tweet, which by the way, I have no idea why someone would fucking act like that's a big deal, but she had another tweet about like, last night I dreamt I had sex with an autistic boy, yeah. or some shit which I found hilarious. Right. 
the shit that's not any worse than anything Sarah Silverman would fucking say. People were mad that she tweeted about her dreams, <laughs> <laughs> which is infuriating. Don't you know do what? it. I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, we don't want to know what you're dreaming about. <laughs> but the yeah. shit that people were jumping down her throat for yeah. is like... Well, the reason why yeah. I was sympathetic towards it, I mean, like in a nutshell, is that, you know, it was a bad combination of words without any doubt. But what she was trying to do was be like... Trey Parker, you know, she was trying to like mock, she was trying to acknowledge her privilege and mock it, but yeah. but while she was asleep on on the plane and completely yeah. unable to explain her joke to anybody, Twitter just dismantled her life. Yeah, but here's the yeah. thing with trying to trying's mm-hmm. for retards and babies. Adults don't like to see <laughs> yeah. other adults try stuff. Right. Either, it makes others uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we don't like it. But, so but, either do it or don't do it, bitch. No, but she Own did it. do it. She did do it. Did there, she apologize? No yeah, she all, apologized. She had shit it. to apologize for. She should have owned so it. So fucking what? Read yeah. the fucking AIDS statistics if you don't fucking like it. I'm sorry, reality isn't to your liking. Well, the but white the man idea put the AIDS over there, so that's what ha- how that happened. No, the white man didn't. put the AIDS over there. Uh, white men weren't chopping up shit. I'm glad you're taking No, not chopping them up. Putting AIDS over there is what I said. they didn't. Putting AIDS over there. What nonsense. Go ahead. Yeah, AIDS came from somewhere. Well, That's your next book, AIDS, where AIDS come from? It's a, it comes from a simian immune virus that leapt to humans from too much contact. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, th- there was that, but also, you know, she said when I told, asked her to explain the joke to me was uh, living in America puts us in a bit of a bubble when it comes to what's going on in the third world, and I was trying to make fun of that bubble. So, okay. you know, which I think, you know, it's kind of valid. I mean, I, it think, is it's, valid. I think it's a bad example of an honorable comedy tradition. Exactly. Yeah, that, that Randy Newman's done, you know, all sorts of good people. And by the way, it's not even that. I don't even understand what, let's say, I don't she know why she's shocked, that. why she lost a yeah. job. I don't know why you, should, you wouldn't lose Twitter, your job over that. Because Why? Well, I mean, why should you lose your job? Because her job yeah. don't want to be part of that. Comedian. She wasn't a comedian, first of all. So if Sarah mm-hmm. Silverman had said it, yes. it would have been like, oh, that's Sarah. They go after her, too. They but go I after know, comedians. But most people are giving it with a grain of salt if it's coming from a comic. But it's one of those things that at least she would have had an excuse, if you will, as a comedian, as some who was supposed to be using humor she was making a social statement that was totally misconstrued misconstrued it got blown out of proportion and her life was decimated mm-hmm. right. was it yes. fair no that's right that was a post on the carols you know today in the new york post they wrote a uh, article yeah. about i wrote it uh, you wrote it. i'm sorry wrote Can you, let's talk about what it well, is we're actually in the same movie john and i oh, oh, and the film this... that's coming on uh, 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 bring it all yet? together what's the film yeah. uh can we take a joke yes oh uh, can we the, the abridged version in, is no. <laughs> they invited me to the to the premiere, the pre- but then yeah. I thought, what if I'm sitting in there and I don't and I don't like that and I feel like embarrassed, embarrassed by the well, because you know you never know how you're gonna get. You know? No, we're gonna be there. Triple Threads. Oh, oh yeah, I'm supposed to. Yeah, I'm supposed to be there Friday, what? but I got some bad news. Shut up. Well, it's good news for me. <laughs> 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 but I'm going to Levity Live with Tracy Morgan for the oh, whole weekend. Oh, cool. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All right. I know. I don't want to. I didn't want it to be. I but was so looking forward to working with. I know. Man. I wanted to do it. I was uh, all excited about I it. Know. Tracy asked me last night. Damn it. Um. What? How? Is, and I this, can't not do that. Does anybody agree <laughs> with this or not? Like, just the idea. But it's going to be a great event Friday. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good, man. Just the idea that that the fucking jokes. Because I've had this argument about a billion fucking times. Because I'm like, I, the reason I took this job, like certainly if you work at wherever, you can't joke how you want. I get that. There's a fucking business. Right. But I picked this job specifically mm-hmm. not to abide by HR horseshit. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I took this mm-hmm. job. Comedy. And there's that. a whole group of people now that thinks it's their job mm-hmm. to step in. 
and tell me a fucking (laughs) professional how the fuck I'm supposed to do my job and I'm just I chalk it up to two things one nobody respects stand up comedy it's the lowest rung only us we only respect ourselves it's much like porn star it's a job everyone thinks they can do everyone thinks Mm -hmm. they can do it if I ever want to do porn I could be in porn until they get under that dick yeah (laughs) so that's how you get a fucking you know like that That pro dick nigga until you get under that pro dick and you see that your pussy is a fucking novice (laughs) 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 a rookie if you will no because we we had Lisa Ann she was talking about Bell, Bell Knox had, was the uh, big champion feminist hero for doing porn, right? And and uh, Lisa was like, she was not cut out to do porn. She had she didn't have she shouldn't have had no business being. She probably should have just got therapy. Yeah, I had never been in this shit. But because everybody was in a hurry to be like, how brave! Yeah. <laughs> in Lisa yeah. Ann's words, she couldn't take a punch. Donkey well, punch. Well, the, the, right. the stupidity of not writing because I read that girl's article. Yeah, yeah. And to, she gave her credit for being a decent writer, which she was, Bell yeah, But her article is like, she did porn, then it's like, and then the unthinkable happened. People found out. Was that unthinkable to you, Bell? <laughs> that you might make a porn and then college kids? That college right. boys will find a porn? Yeah, like, like this <laughs> is stupid. where maybe, she, cause I, she goes, what offends me is the idea I was a little girl who didn't know what I was getting into. You exactly were a little girl that yeah. didn't know what you were getting into. So is she like now out of the business and kind of distancing yeah. herself and thinking that she was, you know, that, that yes. there was a mistake? Yes. And, well, ah, Lisa, I mean, you're going to talk to Lisa, yeah, yeah, right? I had, I had breakfast with Lisa on the day that she went on your show. Whoa, oh, oh, breakfast? Yeah. Like, that means you spent the night with her. <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> yeah, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and breakfast. I, yeah. I loved her. I thought she was great. I, she great. Lisa, I, think, yeah. I think that uh, what Bell Knox did can be both brave and a mistake. Like, I don't think, I don't feel like it has yeah. to be either feminist or like. Uh, right, one uh, or the wrong. other. Like, I think, it's, I think it's complicated. Well, I don't have yeah. a problem. The porn thing, I would never. We got to argue with somebody. Who was like you shaming her for being in porn? Like I'm not. I would do, never do that. I watch porn. <laughs> why would I shame? I'm you? the biggest mm. fucking consumer what, of porn. Yeah. What I'm against is the disingenuousness of pretending like you didn't know what it was when you did it. Like that shock is like, well, then you dumb to say that. Like, but there's nothing of, oh, you're a whore because everybody loves whores. But what I don't like is a disingenuous. Like she tried to pretend like she you don't didn't think it's possible porn? that she like just didn't think it through like it I think it's exactly short-sighted. that I think it's exactly yeah. what right. happened yeah. but what she was doing was saying you're wrong to say A I didn't think it through and B at short-sighted she was literally uh-huh. saying that's what's wrong so that was she took issue with that not all of the p- shaming she well, got all, on both of it but the, sh- but, but the shaming but you can't be on you know. two sides then of the coin can you well, that's all I was saying, but apparently I'm shaming. It's like what people is- cannot let just let you make your one point. You have to be all or nothing with these fucking things. So if I'm not completely uh, on, she's a- brilliant. Then then I'm like, I have this asshole. controversial idea that we can all contain multitudes, and that well, Twitter does not share that. Have- I know, I know, I agree. Yeah. What was the second thing you were going to say, Kurt, about why you were mad? Wait, why? The I first was one mad? you were saying that. Well, she used teeth when she gave no. The, the idea, like, first of all, there's a lot of girls who pay their way through school. Gareth, I did just. No, say. you said <laughs> the first thing you said I, was like I, people I, don't respect stand-up respect comedy. Respect my freedom. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank, uh, I'm getting thank us back you, on Mary topic. Yes. You got it. This is the thing that fucking upsets me. So when uh, the the famous Lindy West's open letter to white male comics, which by the way, why is it just to the white male? Who is this chick? Lindy, the one that uh, argued with Jim Norton. Oh, thank you, Lindy. Is it yeah. for not bugging me with your letter? <laughs> Continue. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, she Thank you, Wendy. Personally, well, that, like, I like getting mail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. I like well, opening just, mail. Just the hacky <laughs> thing of writing the open letter, which yes. has got to go. It's the number one hack thing. Yes. But then while this dippy fucking pig is writing rules for me, right. a professional, right. the nerve of you, some Seattle punk, who, by the way, <laughs> 
even in Seattle, if you like doing, there's a, I know some funny people from there, but for the most part, that's a soft ass crowd. And for you to fucking, it's comedy's a hostile space for women in Seattle. Where? Where do you go in fucking uh, soft ass Seattle no. that you encounter hostility to you? Listen, other maybe than she the does. fact you're not funny. Maybe they're trying to make the female comics in Seattle wear deodorant. Uh, <laughs> let me say like I think it's, <laughs> like a Carol's face Go ahead. I, I, Go ahead. like I've been like not to, uh, to single out Pittsburgh but like that's partly where I came up and like there was like a time one time I like literally looked to see where the exits were like, the, <laughs> that happened to you one time <laughs> <laughs> That's my whole first five that? years of comedy, <laughs> and your last five. But you're not a stand-up, though, right? I was at the that, oh, that time. I was oh, okay. doing stand-up. Okay. Um, I, I didn't do it for a long time, but what, like what, what that happened? was one example of yeah. What did happen? What happened? The, uh, the room was all men, uh, oh, like even jokes. the audience, and um, the only women were me, my friend, the waitress, and one of the comics moms. Okay, this sound like scene from The Accused. And uh, yeah, I know, and and like. <laughs> There was just, I can't really give concrete examples because I feel like I blocked it out. But like the jokes were all so angry and so aggressive. And like a couple of them were like these like really poorly thought out rape jokes. And I just like remember being like, I get it. Like people like go on about like how comedy is like anti, you, you know, kind of what we're talking about now. But like a lot of the people that weigh in on it and right. I think everyone can weigh in on it. Are talking about LA rooms or New York, New York rooms, rooms where right. it's like really different. We were right. like in like the basement of a bar in Pittsburgh, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not going to make it out of here alive." I had something wow. like that happen yeah. to me in New Jersey. Welcome to every black room. Yeah, well, this, no, this, but yeah. in New Jersey, I was doing a bit about like growing up in Plano and having the ethnic diversity of a Klan rally, and people applauded. <laughs> in fucking New Jersey, like forty. Oh, miles Jersey's heavy clan, by the way. Were they applauding? Jersey's that heavy clan, by the way. There was a clan. No, were I, they applauding? I, I, I go. I'm sorry. I go. Are you are you applauding for my brilliant joke or for the clan? And they're like the clan. <laughs> so don't make right. no mistake right. about it. Well, they, that sounds like both shitty comedy comedy comedians that you're talking about, but it doesn't and a mean shitty it doesn't crowd. exist. I didn't say I didn't say it doesn't exist. What I'm saying is. If, if comedy uh, like sucks, it sucks. Like uh, no one's gonna defend that. She didn't say, "Dear open micers that are something something." She said, "Dear white male comedians," which includes me. Now, w first of all, what the rooms I fucking started in, it would be police tape and stabbings and trails of blood. And, I mean, you but the best you pay though. Out, but the best pay. The best pay on a weekday. For Thank sure. you. You're okay. You're but, welcome. Yeah. Black rooms. <laughs> no, no, no. This is what I appreciate about the black rooms is going through that shit. Took because I would be an alternative comic, like half a poet with a sketch pad drawing triangles for the other half of my act. <laughs> That's my. I went to art school. I did poetry readings before I did comedy. Oh my, my god! Let me enjoy what? that for a yes. second. Wait, Hold on. Yeah. Uh, you have oh, a so every instinct that I, I had. I told you we contain mm. multitudes. Kurt Metzger was a poet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was but, a I, so, bottom. but my poems were like they were like I was trying to be funny but I just didn't know who is the man <laughs> well whatever the point is the this. point is luckily because those black rooms are so rough right. they Hi. beat the fucking preciousness they out, got of it out of you they got it out so of you so that shit of like I don't feel because I never felt first of all and I say this every time it's the same as starting out as a female comic being the only white guy in an all black room it's the same oh. the same the that, white you know male. what that black crowd is <laughs> Hundred percent, it's the same. You it's know what that same. black crowd is? What? Earth, and you come in there as filthy water, and you run through that fucking earth, and it cleans you out. It filters you from all your gates. Because here's what happens: they go. That's what happened. Here, here's why it's the same. Who's this bitch? 
to me. Yeah. This ain't going to be funny. I'm going to see you after the show, bitch. <laughs> all that shit of so not... So you heard me. Yeah. I get the same thing after I open my mail. Yes, all that shit of not feeling safe, I had to go through that. And by the way, I didn't feel safe. But can I say... <laughs> I did not good. feel safe. To your other I'm point. good. I didn't... First you of all, just have. to do comedy, yeah. the idea that you should have like an easy time... And I'm just, nobody should fucking be like, I'm going to rape you or anything like that. But you to, to just be good at it, <laughs> if you don't go through that kind of hostile shit or hostile room, you can't be good at it. You just can't. It's a rite of passage. I, think I agree. I think it's a rite of passage. I think it's there's you have to really want it to, but they, to put right, up with that stuff for sure. The rite of passage come in different but, forms though. But just the fact you think you should get paid to tell people your sideways thoughts, but, which on. is what I think. That arrogance, you deserve to but be Matthew, humiliated. You just, you just hit the nail on the head. It's <laughs> yeah. arrogance. All of this is it's either arrogance or fear. And that is what makes all of these issues. Keep going. But here's what but I learned. Why can't she just yeah. say that and you just ignore it? Like, why? Why is it? Like, I'll tell you, you why. Get to tell why you is it I'll under tell your you skin, why. She Kurt. gets to say no, and you can say okay. No, well, because she wouldn't you. respect my. Like, here's the thing: she can totally say whatever she wants, no matter how dingbat it is. But her whole camp does not respect me being allowed to then to say, say what, what you, I want. Right. In fact. But literally, she goes. Now, I do, something about fish. She goes. I don't think jokes should be an entirely unregulated market. <laughs> um, yeah. No, see, nobody read her words. I read her article. I read it. Well, it was written word. to you. Why would I read it? I'm go through your stuff. Right. Well, the reason it's not the black men, but the reason it's not the black men is because that's Johnny. all that fucks her. And I get why she's uh, that, mad at white men. Is she getting that fucked no, by black dudes? No, guys. Yes. Her you husband. Don't to, you don't oh, have to go there this. on her, this. He don't have to go there, but he opened that game. Don't want to hear it. Her husband's name. The uh -huh. black guy that, who I think she's a beard for it's this Billy guy. Burr? No, Billy Burr? Is it Billy it's, Burr? <laughs> it's, a, it's a shortened African name. It. It's a ham. She literally married a ham. A anyway. ham. <laughs> Did you see a picture of him? <laughs> yeah. Because this might just be a Seattle dude. I'm kosher. So. But whatever. It's Seattle, so whatever. But the point is, what so I So you think was, that affects her opinion that she's dating somebody black? Hey, somebody's got to get Karen in. Will you get her in? I would like to say that you I think, think, that I okay, think okay. a lot of times. Oh, Jesse Riley. This is generally speaking that a lot of like white feminists will go will be like well white men like dear white men or whatever and i right. think it's because they're afraid to be racist that's the key um, that's they, they just can't say dear men exactly like, that's right no i i think what it, i think they're trying to address but call a group they're trying to address privilege they're trying however yeah, they're trying however to keep it, it's yeah. like you're it's like afraid to go right. after black men specifically i think yeah. you don't want to look racist which I'll i would, I would respect I, see, that's look, for dates though but look <laughs> that's what i don't respect is you're not more enlightened because you picked one group to put all the woes of the world on and then take the shit right, that agree. they don't even do and go well I can only hit this one group and her <laughs> entire philosophy of comedy is there's only one group it's okay to make fun of uh, just take all her writing and switch uh, out white males with Jews and you've got 30s fucking German propaganda right it's that like if it weren't for this one group I see what you're saying every, so but whatever that's all fine we'll say all the yeah. dumb shit you want we gotta get her on this show by the way she wouldn't come on because they won't I'll talk notice to her notice how Erin from Jezebel came on Listen because she's you how you talk yeah. about her why would she want to come into a I small didn't room? talk about her this way until all the other bullshit was said about me so we're way past that point in but fact all of these people I'm nice to they fucking make up shit and to not come on because they're cowards and after they do that I'm not going to show them respect they what suck. do they think Kurt's going to do to them as I don't know I, I, if someone talks <laughs> about me like that, I would not, not want to be in I didn't them. talk about her uh. before that happened in fact I had a very just tried to have a reasonable conversation with her before she blocked with no insults or it never starts out with me insulting anyone when I talk to them. What they do is make up some shit of like, now you're harassing me. All I did was say, hi, you want to be on my show? How does, That's this, not harassment. How does this affect your life now? 
the fact that this happened. Uh, oh, totally affects his life. Have you seen him talk about it? Just <laughs> yeah. No, I had that. No, well, asking for real. I had that one dingbat try to get me fired from the show. Now Amy would have never fired me. Right. However, just the fact that it went up to Comedy Central, where I had to fucking. Wow. And it wasn't Lindy West. It wasn't Lindy West. It was a different. Thing. It was Voldemort. We won't say her name, but she's a lunatic. Voldemort. And she literally writes, "I just want to see Potter, a man right? destroyed." Like she, in her own words, <laughs> she just wants a man destroyed. So, <laughs> so this guy. Uh, we Sam, all kind of do. Sam Sam Morell, you know Sam Morell. This was during the great right, rape right. joke wars. Of, America, uh, Sam Morell is a comedian. America doesn't know. <laughs> right. I just wanted to tell him. And America. that's, well, by the way, with this girl who should remain unnamed, what she's stupid is she goes after people who aren't anybody to try to be a barnacle. They're all trying to be a barnacle on your ship when they do this. I'm right. going to find a bigger name. I'm going to do a takedown. Is she a sociopath, John? Oh. Is she a sociopath? No, I think she's got, I think she, no, I don't think she's a psychopath. Either. I think no. she has a mental illness, but it's yeah. not that. I think she's just one of these girls that projects her shit and this is the thing. Same thing with men, like those red, like incels. I want to. I want to talk to this girl. I want to get her own words, never not through Kurt's mouth. I want to hear her say her side. Go ahead. She won't come on. Maybe I can talk to her. You Maybe can't. we can send Philly girl to go get her. You can't. Philly That's... girl can go round her up, have an interview Dude, away Amy, from you. Amy tweeted the writers' room. Okay, uh -huh. I forgot my name on it. And this girl, who I don't speak to or talk to or say her name, I don't tweet at her. Like 52 tweets, like finally, Amy Schumer, old yellered Kurt Metzger. Yeah. Like, she was like, I'm gonna send balloons. She says, like, planning a party because she thinks I've been fired. Because Amy sent that out of like a fake she, firing? No, she it wasn't. She, just, a fake, oh, she just forgot to put my name. So, oh. some guy goes, You know, this girl's going on. I'm like, What? And I'm looking at I'm like, and then Amy's like, oh, no, no, Kurt's a producer now. Uh, and all of a sudden, she's radio star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, God, But, but here's happy. what I dared to do to, to bring this wrath on me and have all this insane, yeah, slanderous yeah. shit. I got two articles from the Daily Dot about me that right. are both insane. Uh -huh. In fact, if you read, when I read them, I'm like, oh, I'm pretty funny, actually. I think we need an excerpt, an excerpt from one of those articles. I would love to show you. Yeah, 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 find it, will you go We want to know what's head. John, find yeah. the one about uh, Twitter personality. Uh, Amy Schumer writer harasses Twitter personality. If that's your job, you should kill yourself, by the way. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. My granddaddy is a... A Twitter personality? <laughs> yeah, she is. She got some curtain things she's yeah. got going. <laughs> Tell her I'm going to miss her. But, uh, she's selling curtains. That'll so, work. So this guy's Sam Morell. Uh -huh. so this girl was at Caroline's and saw him do this joke yeah. about... Um, and like goes, two Karens coming in the room right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, it's, it's uh, Karen yeah. and uh, haircut Jesse. Jesse's, Jesse's here. here, yeah. Hey, Jesse guys. Lawrence. Kurt, you want me to read it? Uh, you're good. You know what? Just read yeah. it. From the top? Yeah. <laughs> there are plenty of ways to get someone to be on your podcast, but for comedian Kurt Metzger, <laughs> it requires a lot more uh, aggression than one think. Uh, on Tuesday, Twitter... Okay, wait, 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 stop. Before you get in, let, let, let me tell you what happened. I'm for it so far. Let me just tell you how this started. Some other comic, he made a joke about how his girlfriend, like, she turned out to be bisexual, but, like, never with him, like, so he never got... Some lame joke about never getting a three-way. Lame joke, utterly harmless. Somebody named Literal Porn jumped down his throat and goes, why don't you learn how to satisfy one woman before you disappoint two? Now, she That's doesn't know That's an old joke, him. by the way. Right. <laughs> well, by the way, she's the one who's funnier than any white male, this chick, literal porn. So she jumps down his throat. So, so, he so just, why, is it, why is it jumping down his throat and not making a joke? Uh, fair enough to make the joke. Fair now, I, no problem with that. So he goes back like, okay, thanks for your input, internet ass model. Okay? Now here's where... <laughs> Let me laugh. <laughs> now, yeah. Okay? That was for you, Gavin. She, I, listen, I told... Hey, you want to jump on something on Twitter? Go right ahead. So then he answered back and said, thanks for the input, internet ass model. About 100 people that know her fucking Twitter bombard him with he's a misogynist like this crazy shit so he wrote to me on Facebook I wasn't even gonna look at it because which I was isn't like, her fault but she could have called them off 
No, no, she asked them to do it. They oh, do this. Okay. This, this crazy them. bitch actually does this shit and then demands that you pay her for no. educating you. That's a whole new thing on Twitter where like no. they're like these porno feminists, like, <laughs> I don't have time to educate you. And they have a PayPal. I thought it was her blog I was clicking on. It's a PayPal account. Shut the so you can down. pay her for the privilege of her blathering at you. I'm not making this up. So a uh, hundred people are up his ass now. That's okay. like homeless people who say pay me to, to insult you. <laughs> yeah, pay me to educate. That's what I said. A hundred people are up his ass now. So I, I, listen, I barely, I was like, I don't care about it. I'm like, well, dude, ignore him. They go away. So just out of, of course, my <laughs> stupid curiosity, I got to look at this. I, I mean, it's crazy the shit that's on this guy for this one thing because he dared answer back this fucking dipshit. So by the way, I thought she was black based on, it was all caps, Tweets, right. all caps, and like black speak. Oh, yeah, I did see her tweets before. Yeah. So, okay, uh, wait, so hold on. You thought it was a black girl in, in the movie? Because she goes, white, <laughs> in the movie white boy be like, white boy be like, hey. So they just went no. on and on. Oh, she's awful. No, she did not okay. type it like that. Yes, she certainly wait. did. I'm offended now. I'm just offended by all caps. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no. Okay, so wait. So you then I'll let you read the story, but hold on. So then I'm looking, I'm like, so then I felt bad for this guy. I'm like, look, dude, here's what happened. She's a prostitute. She's probably, some John probably tried to do anal without her permission, and she wants to hurt a man, and that's, you're the guy. She probably has PTSD. I'm making fun of her just a little bit, okay? Right. But then I talk to her, and I go, listen, ignore whatever I said to you on the thing. I think you're interesting, okay? Like, do you want to just, like, call, call on the show? Like, you could say whatever you want. You can call us any names you want. They say yeah. they have the transcript, okay? After I did that, she didn't respond to me. She went to a bunch of people and said, Kurt Metzger is harassing me. Yeah, she sent me a message that said Okay. That. <laughs> now, after she said Kurt Metzger is harassing me, I go, you know what? You're a punk. I gave you a chance. And then I started making fun of her a after. Yes, that's what I but get they switched the order in the article. They make it like I was just doing all this first and then I was pretending yeah. to be not. That's not what happened. She made up a fake harassment thing. I made fun of her because I found out she's Korean. Is she? Yeah. Oh. Is she? Because she kept going. Taking our jobs. Yeah, she kept going POC, POC. I go, hey, Rachel Dolich. Chong. I, no one cares. <laughs> okay. Good no, no. So All I just right. want you to understand the timelines so, that they're reversing. On so Tuesday, what they wrote. On Tuesday, Twitter user Literal <laughs> Porn uh, became the latest recipient of harassing tweets from the Inside Amy Schumer writer. Metzger, host the podcast Race Wars with Sherrod's Ball. Big ups, big ups. What no up? doubt, son. Responded to an exchange between <laughs> at Literal Porn and another comedian who commented on her use of all caps in tweets. She responded, how come unfunny white boys always complain about caps lock? Hours later... First of all, Kurt's funny. You can call him a lot of things, but not funny is not they, one. Don't know anything about me. They fucking make up. I a love you though, and I wanted to say it. Okay, Hours later, Metzger chimed in with a barrage of tweets, first claiming to not understand what she found so offensive about the initial comedian's tweet. Soon mm -hmm. after, he became fixated on her use of "white boy," quickly escalating with each post. I woke up to my Twitter mentions full from this guy commenting on some tweets from yesterday. Yesterday, at literal porn, told the Daily Dot via email, his <laughs> tweets range from misogynistic slut shaming <laughs> to racist. Here are the tweets. First tweet. Hey, Rachel Dolagong, a.k.a. Princess Cladudia. <laughs> Claudia. Oh, it's just misspelled. When you, when you type all caps, you seem illiterate. That's why you want to learn lowercase, moron. Ha-ha, <laughs> 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 princess. Your new name is Rachel Dolagong. Just want to tell you that before you're blocked. Learn to use lowercase letters, dumbass. Yeah, so you're a dumb one. racist, and being called white boy is the worst insult in your world. I think an Asian faking black is worse, Rachel Dolagong. <laughs> yeah. And you're blocked, princess silly brain. I gave you a chance. You're a punk and a coward. I'd have respect 
uh, I would have respected you if you, and then the art. Uh, they cut out. They selectively cut out. Yeah, if but you see the barrage, she goes. I woke like up to a barrage. She spent all day harassing this guy right. with hundreds of people. But then now I'm a victim. Uh, Ooh, that's uh, why I don't respect. Hey, hey, Kurt, how come you ain't never called me Princess Silly Brain? <laughs> <laughs> because I'll tell you why, Philly girl, aka she's royalty. I mean, I listen, would appreciate at least one nickname. <laughs> <laughs> no, he used to call you Nargle, uh, but but I just said Nangle instead. Um, but but oh, wait, so yeah, here's no, where no. you invite her. There's a bunch of tweets. I did invited her first before that shit. Right, now right. they're oh, cutting out all the shit she said about me. They're leaving that out, reversing the order. Right, right. Because she email, say about Judah. What read the she... email I sent to her before I said any insults so it to says, her. I, but I promise you can say whatever you want on the show. I say whatever the fuck I want all the time. So I like people like that. Let me know. Well, uh, we'd be honored to have you. The show is called Racehorse Court Metzger and Charlotte Small. What up? What up? Uh, Google us. Look forward to hearing from you. Sorry if I tweeted anything that upset you. I just uh, I just talk how I want and I don't give a fuck. I'm not like the other white boys. Haha. I came out of the Philly black comedy circuit. I bet we can have more in common than you think. And then Aww. there's the you can take it from there. There's well, no, read the thing that says that. So that. according to her account, literal porn opened her direct message to find these lengthy messages where he tries to play nice after the fact. Uh, and invites <laughs> Before me, the fact, yeah, fuck it. All right, okay. And invites me on his podcast. After receiving the invitation, she posted the contrasting messages. He was really reactive to the fact that I posted screenshots of his messages and tweets showing how psychotic and two-faced <gasps> his behavior was. Mm-hmm. He blocked me when recipient when no, receipts were being re- tweeted receipt, at him. That's their new language. I hate this or their language so much. It's not first, I have a receipt. Wait, it's not the yeah. first time Metzger has been accused of harassing women online. In 2013, <laughs> the Dale... <laughs> Here comes the history. Hold on, hold on. This name, literal porn? Hold on one second. Yes, sir. She's a fucking like, porno person, if you look her up. The reason it's literal porn... She does porn, porn? She thinks she's a writer. She does she literal means porn. To say, wow, so no, stupid. she means to say literary porn. Yeah, literary. Oh but because God. she's a stupid fuck... That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I write literature. It's literal porn. <laughs> Oh in twenty, that's in, what I was thinking too. Like she literally, like she's yes. literally a. Because literally, and all you are is a dumb porn star. So how I think she, she is a dumb Asian? Psychotic. I didn't think they existed. Yeah. Uh, so the Daily Dots Asia Romano reported on Metzger's disturbing online trail of harassment towards two women, outspoken critics of rape culture and comedy. More recently, YouTube personality, former Daily Dots staff writer Gabby Dunn, says she had an experience similar to literal porns just last month. Quote, I tweeted about Bill Burr's transphobic comments on Conan to my own timeline, Dunn said, and then Metzger started tweeting me, started a campaign to get me on his podcast no, by hold harassing Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, stop. <laughs> Dude, now, now when I, I, I took the screenshot of what I tweeted at her, this fucking disingenuous asshole... Same thing. I go, hey, you want to come on the show? I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't understand what was transphobic. And please call in and tell me why it was transphobic. That's literally all I said to her. And I put the screenshot up after she fucking put this shit because they're going, I'm harassing you with that. But this is my favorite part. She goes, luckily, I had him preemptively blocked because I knew of his treat. So how the fuck do you even know I harassed you? This seems to further enrage him. It does enrage me. Uh, it absolutely enrages me. I can't wait for the Race Wars Christmas party yeah, because this is going to be you, great. I have to tell you, this is the most boring rage I've ever seen. <laughs> Are you sure? Because they're cowering right now from this. Uh, who well, is? I mean, oh, I was just wondering. Rebecca Watson. Do you want to keep going? Yeah, she's a moron too. But well, Okay, hold on. Let's just get... Along with get, Dunn, writers Lindy West. No, no, keep going down because it's more boring shit. Keep going, keep going. I want to go... Wait, Doyle? <laughs> wow, Rebecca, you're right to be offended by Richard Dawkins' comments. <laughs> oh, that's what I made fun of her. This for is like a man. really long thing. For yeah, it's too but long. Separated from this, like, white guys getting annoyed by being called white boys is so 
boring. It is just, boring. Um, just like, just look. We need an N word for no, those motherfuckers, I think, huh? I think throwing white. We need an N word for them. Listen, Honky I, just don't do it no more. She's all, right. First of all, Honky number one, it. it is very boring, and she's a boring bitch to be thrown around white boy like it's an <laughs> insult. A. Yeah, but well, you're B. taking it as an insult, Kurt. You know what? It's no, no, like, no, no. See, this is the clever bullshit. Number one, <laughs> it is an insult. Is you're gonna throw around? You're racist. You're racist, and to throw around white, white boy. boy that's that's because you're trying to be racist yourself. So don't the hypocrisy is what's annoying me. Not the white. You call me whatever you want. You call me cracker. Ofe if you fucking She's want. using white boy as intimidation. Don't, yeah, don't, she don't using fucking to try, to try to use that as intimidation then cry that you're the victim of something when you just got done in all caps shouting at me. Do you understand? Wait, like, you yeah. get what I'm saying, right? Okay. Now, if she was talking to me, would she write black boy? No. Blackie. Not. Would she? I no, think but bl- I think it's different. Well, it ain't. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> she's listen. trying to affect them and she affected them. I, why yeah, is it she's different? trying to affect them, but I just... Can I just say... I mean, why it. is it different? Go ahead. My takeaway is that look what happened with you and Tommy O'Malley. Same thing. Because Tommy, Tommy is a human. Yeah, he's a Tommy's human and show responded now. to he's you. He's not a wizard, as John Ronson. Tommy had a conversation <laughs> with you, and now you guys are friends. Right. And, and he's part of the show. Right. Yes, because Tommy had good points. And because we he had points. That's what he I'm had saying. real points. But they don't have any points, and they're no. cowards. They just have fake outrage. I am obviously like an outspoken feminist, and I. Force I have. I uh, and well, hey, I mean, hey, I took, me too. Join the club. No, but like, first of all, like, yeah, the whole rape joke thing. Like, I took that as a challenge and wrote two amazing rape sketches for our show. So, like, I, I, whatever. But like, I think it's amazing that me and Kurt get along so well. Yeah, it's not amazing. It's not amazing. Another you know, you know, example. No, no, let her finish. Let her yeah. finish. Let me finish. But like, it's amazing from an outside view. Like, you would see us getting along, and you'd be like, wait a minute, that doesn't. That doesn't compute. Uh, compute, um, right? But I also don't think that people owe you the like that they have to reconcile with you. They have to talk to you. They but, don't have but, to talk to but me. They, they should they slander don't. you. Right but, there, you go. That's but, that's all I'm saying. But at the same time, you after they reject your offer to come on your show, you go on to slander them. Hey, reject my offer. Go. Hey, no, I don't feel like doing it. Don't go ar- around saying that just because I asked, I <laughs> harassed you. That's my issue. Right. You could say, no, I don't want to be on it. Hey, fair enough. Yeah. Perfect line. Don't go, he harassed. See, this is now the, the victim train where all yeah. these people that weren't victims want to jump in on it. Yeah. Now, the reason it's we're not weird for me it, and you. We're looking at the uh, article. That's yeah. what he's talking about. The reason it's not it's not weird for me and you to be friends because you have a talent that I respect. And I am a fucking feminist. What I am is fair. What I'm not is I'm not going to be talked down to right. or dictated to how things are going to be by a person who's not qualified to tell me. Nangle's funny. If Nangle go, hey, I think this is this, I'll listen to your idea about comedy because you do comedy. Right. We do the same job where you have, um, oh, you're a professional. Maybe you have something to add. Yeah, different opinions, different perspectives. This silly blogger's got nothing to add and Zero. just think she does my job. Well, you don't. Literal porn, I'm funnier than any white boy. And it's like stock jokes. She said that? She oh, did not say you that. Gotta, no, this, you got to look at the rest of their she shit. She said I'm funnier than any white boy. Uh, this Sadie Doyle friends. tweet's great. The, the yeah. quote, come on my podcast quote crap is happening because uh, women are having conversations in context Metzger can't control. <laughs> yeah, isn't the projection amazing? Ah, uh, yeah, give this nigga too much credit. It, but no, no. This is this it's is not, this is someone talking about themselves. It will be out of my control. All that control the narrative shit. I, it's unfucking believable. That's why they see Tommy ha- thought he had points that were good. That's why he had yeah. no problem calling in. Right, he thought and he, had, those, he stood those, behind his uh, points you know, and his facts. This yeah. is interesting because this is kind of speaks to what we what got us onto the subject, which is the woman who was publicly yeah, yeah, yeah. shamed on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it's kind of like it's spinning out. It's not about Kurt anymore. It's about maybe it's about something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in but fact, Kurt let's go back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. John, go back. Like, go back to talking about Justine Sacco that we got derailed Sacco. from. By my, what is it? What's her name? Justine Sacco. Justine Sacco. Yeah. Uh, okay, so she's asleep on a plane. She tweeted this thing. They sleep on planes. Rule number one. <laughs> Look at shame. <laughs> and then she, the plane lands in Cape Town, and she turns on her phone, and there's a text from somebody she hasn't spoken to since high school that says. I am so sorry to see what's happening to you right now. Mm-hmm. And, then, and she has no idea. No, no idea. Ah. Yeah, because oh. she had 170 Twitter followers. Didn't you know, they make a, her leave the country? Um, yeah, well, <gasps> she got she got death threats. She had to cut short her vacation. Was so, it Bishop Tutu? Didn't you say people were in she bars following She was in South Africa, and, and she uh, had to leave for being for racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, yeah. So weren't they waiting for her to get off the there plane? There was a guy <gasps> waiting. Because Okay, so when she slept, what, while she slept, what happened was that one of her 170 Twitter followers had copied the tweet to, a Gorka journalist called Sam Biddle uh, who retweeted it to his 15,000 followers. Oh, and they couldn't wait. They He's got apologized me. since then, hasn't he? For yeah, doing that. yeah. Because uh, he got shamed too. I asked him before. That. Yeah. Oh, he's a scumbag. I asked him before. I asked him before. Wait, we might want him on, Kurt. So. <laughs> before he apologized. Ask him first, I, then call him a scumbag. <laughs> Thank you. Before he apologized, I asked him how it would have felt to have started this kind of campaign against Justine, and he said it felt delicious. Oh, uh, and then, and then he said, but I'm sure she's fine. Um, because we want to destroy people and not feel bad about right. it. Right. So, okay. So, Wait, sh- hold on. The I'm sure she's fine. Now, see, this, this is the pure oh. evil, and that's what this girl does. I've had this happen. Oh. This is when I had this happen. Remember the other one I was trying to get to come on? People they go, dirty. They go, I go, listen, why are you telling people I harassed you? Like, it's really not fair of you to say, the one girl who I had written to, and, and we were like, cool. Like, there was no thing, but she wanted to get on the victim train and say, and I go, listen, I've got, she had to take her shit down because I didn't put her name out. I right. go, listen, I've got the fucking receipt, I guess, as they yeah. call it, <laughs> of you saying we're cool. And I'm like, why, if it wasn't cool, were you like, hey, cool, you're, you were friends, thanks. She goes, well, I'm stronger now. I was what? weaker then. <laughs> this is... This is the fucking. F- this is what happens when feminism trickles down to maniacs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. She uh, goes. She, then this is my wow. favorite. I go. But can you not say this about me because I didn't do that? She goes. It's you're a powerful man. You'll be These fine. These people really think Kurt so once, is Steven Spielberg. But that's the thing, and that's why white boy uh, is a problem. You put this label. Yeah. I've branded you as the group we can talk bad about. And right. once you start that shit, right, it all trickles down from there. We've, it's dangerous. We've labeled. You're the psychopath. You're the lizard man you're the whatever yeah. it's the white sh- devil all their oh, anger sorry, just gets channeled into one approved group guys i like to say that a lizard that's a psychopath could be called a geikopath oh. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a show title by the way yeah. geikopath yeah, okay. yeah uh, and the other thing that's happening in that regard you mentioned privilege earlier and, and i uh, have you noticed this year how the phrase Misuse of privilege has, has become like yeah, a I broader think. and broader way to destroy kind of anybody that right. you want to, and it's becoming very kind of I think devalued as a term. Of course yeah. it has. Like there was a woman that's what's going to save us. Uh, what, what's the, what's the term again? So misuse of privilege. Dude, the yes. PC thing. Uh, they've yeah. spread this shit so thin that the pendulum has to swing the yeah. other way. I can't wait to get somebody to call me. Uh, I'm using a misuse of privilege. Ah, uh, that's when my mother know I made it. Dude, <laughs> if I could steal that's privilege from other people it. and give it to myself, yeah. I would. Uh, did, did you hear about the woman on the? 
train that crashed in Philadelphia, the Amtrak train. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, in Connecticut. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She crossed over the... She went around the thing, trying to get around the... Oh, no, this is a different train oh. crash. This was the Amtrak that crashed in Philadelphia, and, and so eight people Oh, the died. derailed. It, it derailed, right, right, yeah. right. right. L- literally in my neighborhood, that's not even a joke. Wow. Yeah, really? <laughs> okay, shit. so it's carnage, right? There's eight people dead. There's, there's broken limbs all over the place. There's people actually in the luggage racks uh. asking to be helped out. And a woman emerges from the wreckage. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and tweets, obviously like dazed, mm-hmm. tweets, thanks a lot for derailing my train. Can I please get my violin back from the second car of the train? Right. So that's what she tweets. So I think like if that had happened like four or five years ago, Twitter would have said, are you okay? What was right. it like? What happened? Uh-huh. You know, it was a place of curiosity back then. This is how Twitter responded. The attacker. Some cunt. Some cunt <laughs> is is complete. Eight people died, and she lives. No justice in the world. I'd like to get her violin <sighs> right. and smash it against the right. train. Jesus. Skunky bitch, and so on. Because she was perceived to have misused her privilege, and the right. irony, because she had a violin. The privilege of life. Because yeah, it's violin. Privilege of life and the privilege of owning a violin. Yeah. So if she said, "Oh, I was in a crash and I can't beatbox no more," then people <laughs> nobody would attack right. yeah. <laughs> So thousands of people. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Do that no more. Right. Thanks, Amtrak. <laughs> so thousands of people who hadn't just been in a train crash were right. now like tearing apart a woman who, who just been in been. a train crash <laughs> for being privileged. Right. So, oh yeah. She was probably like dazed and confused. That's all she could think about with yes. my violin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? I, you're never too dazed and confused to check your privilege. After, <laughs> after uh, the yeah. Aurora shooting, I remember um, they interviewed a guy and he was clearly dazed but he was talking about like the Joker it didn't make much sense right. and Gawker put the video on Gawker and like made fun of it mm-hmm. and right. this was like right. l- less than 24 hours I right. think That's after cool. this man Dirty. had to run for his yeah, life they're Dirty. fucking despicable yeah. but they like to moralize and pretend they're not yeah but that's like the reason fucking, oh one yeah. of the worst ones the last year I thought was Jezebel was putting you know the hacked Amy Pascal's hacked Amazon purchases onto Jezebel why and it was all because oh, it was like hilarious because it was all you know like Aaron intimate. the managing editor is on actually, the show usually yes. uh-huh. we're going to have that she's, our manager, yeah, she's the managing editor of Jezebel but she's a part of the Race Wars podcast I wish she was oh, here okay. today she's out today but we got to call her out on that one right well, well that might be before her time she just took over for somebody that's true for a, a while huh. we'll still blame her though we'll still blame her <laughs> yes we will yeah. uh, uh, uh. oh no this terrible kind of sanctimony okay so this was like hacked again it was like misuse of privilege chairman of Sony and so on so they they you know, hacked her Amazon purchases and it was all for things like her pubic hair yeah. bleaching cream and so yeah. on. And Jezebel published all right. of that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's not like she was the CEO of like Lehman Brothers or right. somebody who really fucked a bunch but of people. It's, it's, you know <laughs> what it is? They're like, all, they're it's all, just, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. She was bleaching exactly. her pubic like, hair? Wait, well, let's not just gloss was, over was that. Was she using her just... corporate credit card to do it? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know nobody's that, goddamn business. But that's a big. That's a. That makes a difference. So if you're using your corporate card, it can be public access. But she's. It's, yeah. That's true. But it's not like it was a government. It's not. I like you, it wasn't like the navy. It, it was a private company. Bleach. Bleach out her pussy. Bleach. You don't like that colored pussy. Here's what's this. Like I called this a long time ago. I'm like these are all little robust Pierre's with their little French Revolution, and that's what this shit is. We start. You're an aristocrat. They're off with his head. Yeah. And then the last one to get his head chopped off was fucking Robespierre. And yeah. he has the same fucking glasses that all these people wear, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's, that's what, err on the side of free speech always. Don't err on the side of safe spaces. Right. Because uglier 
shit happens. Ugliest shit happens I'm when you stop speech. I'm sorry if your feelings get hurt by white male privilege, but that's not as evil as this shit mm-hmm. with the woman on the train, which is, that, that, like, they think the alternative... They're like, no, we should err on the side of me feeling empowered. <laughs> That's what's more important. And it's not. It never is. Yeah. And why am, what, is everybody responsible for your fucking feelings? Anyway, guys. Right, we got we to yeah. take a break real oh, fast. Okay, hold on. Uh, we the come show's back. flying back, yeah. We got a guy calling in uh, whose sister was a f- uh, journalist in Britain that was killed in Somalia uh-huh. by uh, like... Uh, uh, what? Friendly Fire? No, by terrorists. Who's the, who's the group in Somalia? Uh, Al-Shabaab. Oh, okay. so he's a fan of the show. Okay, and he wants to call him because he got in a fight with some uh, some British like Islamophobia chaser thing. But he's going to call in a little bit. Okay, uh, bet. And because he's got another story about Omar Bakri's. Oh, Ron, John yeah, yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll get into that too. We'll have you finish this. Carol is here too. Carol Foster. We want to talk about our article in the New York Post. Oh yes, we do. Yes. So we got a lot going on. Great boys, man. We'll be right back. We will be back with more race wars in a minute. Stay there. All right, all right, all right. We back. We oh, back. Race hey, Wars back. back in the building. Everybody. Little garbage for you. Okay, the music. Happy 20th anniversary to garbage, by the way. I spent some time with uh, uh, Shirley Manson. Really? Oh, yes. You know garbage? Oh, yeah. I know everything. Kurt. Okay, so this dude. What a, uh, she's great. She was on my Spotify show, Incoming, so check that episode out. Okay, so like in uh, about 15 minutes, this guy's going to call in, and his name, well, I know him as Patrick Feeben, but I guess it's a fake name for some reason on Twitter. Hold on, he gave me his real name. This is the guy whose sister... Oh, Charles Payton. Okay. I guess Kate Payton was his sister, who's a reporter right. in the UK. And she okay. was just killed in Somalia. I remember her name. In 2008, she was killed. Okay. So he's going to be calling in about that. I just told him a 15 minutes call in. Um, I want you to say a bright... Because we're talking about the SJW thing. Mm-hmm. Because, but uh, you, you're talking about Breitbart. Because yeah. everybody does... It's not just lefties. Oh, Breitbart. To be oh, fair, sure. everybody yeah. does this shit. Breitbart was a friend of mine, by the way, before he passed. Oh. I did uh, Fox News with him a few times. Oh. All right, well, tell him, yeah. tell him this shit. Because okay. like I said, it's no, it's just, I, kind of not, I never heard of Breitbart. We had different politics, but he was still oh. a cool dude. We shared beers. Right. Well, I'd never heard of Breitbart. I'd never heard of like, the, the magazine or the website or whatever oh, it was. Really? And, and yeah, and I suddenly found myself being mentioned frequently in positive, you know, tones. Uh-huh. And like, they even, I, I even ended up on like a list of great new libertarians or something and by by and i was thinking who are these people like i didn't oh, right. and obviously i was kind of flattered because because yeah. basically i get flattered whatever anybody compliment even if right. i kind of hitler complimented <laughs> right. me, flattered. Yeah. Um, he had some so, good ideas he liked uh, my book <laughs> right. he was um, a snazzy dresser yeah actually they say my friend graham linehan once sort of gave me this conundrum he said okay you're walking through a forest you come to a clearing there is hitler he's got away with it you know he's lived he's an old man but it's definitely hitler Hitler tells you how much he likes your work. <laughs> um, do you turn him in? Dude, I don't know. Do you turn I'm him in? I definitely blackmail him. Right. Dude, if Hitler, so anyway, him. If Hitler right sat down, though, and like yeah. he really got it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Nobody okay. laughs yeah. more at your jokes than Hitler. What yeah. would you do? Because the thing's like, oh, yeah, like I've been attached. Like Ever since I supported Justin Sacco and it kind of <laughs> went crazy funny. in the New yeah, York Times. Yeah, what was the backlash on you for that? Oh, fuck. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. Like, all year, like every time a racist <laughs> cop shoots someone, it's like, oh, I bet John Ronson's going to put his cape on for, you know, like everything. You know, which, and every time all it. We appreciate that, brother. Yeah. No, these people think you're supposed to go all or nothing with them on every fucking topic. But what the 
this, but what this like obviously shows is that there's you know everyone's lost their capacity to distinguish between like serious and unserious transgression. Yeah. So so Justin Sacco's transgression is considered as serious as as like any any fucking transgression is as like you know killing a lion or or you know um being a cop breaking up a pool party and and you know well you know what what that is dude Uh remember when eleanor roosevelt said no one can make you feel small without your permission that was easy for her to say as a white male <laughs> so anyway, open, that's, that's the yeah. new thing. Yeah. So I have an open noticed, letter for Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah. <laughs> so I noticed Breitbart being incredibly nice towards me, and I was like, "Oh, who's Breitbart?" And then a couple of days later, like, okay, I've got, I, I, I got it up on my phone. So a couple of days later, Breitbart, like the great anti-shaming website Breitbart right. who are kind of stand up for the shamed. So this woman called Monica Foy. So a, so a police officer is killed, and this woman tries to do a joke, and it's a terrible joke is even it's worse than justine's joke what's the joke the joke is she's basically making a point about how when a black person is killed everybody sort of blames you know says it's something to do with the black person but the cop nobody's saying about the cop so her joke was i can't believe so many people care about a dead cop and (sighs) no one has thought to ask what he did to deserve it he had creepy perv eyes (laughs) that's a great joke right what's the problem so you can see like i support her joke so um Yeah, Breitbart, man, Breitbart, which has like spent the last you know number of years like standing up for everybody right. shamed by the left, destroys this woman, you know, like right. gets her arrested, and so it just goes straight. You know, arrested. She got arrested. She got. She ended up getting arrested. Yeah. So this is oh. not for about. Freedom. Can't okay. people just say what they want? Wait, right. wait. How did she get arrested for what? Hang on, I need to look up. the What's she getting arrested for? I don't know. Inciting rage. I hope she did get arrested and I didn't get that. I hate that <laughs> shit, man. Um, They're just all hypocrites. Yeah. So the point is, you know, by any it's, of it. the, it's 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 the act. It's like you know, every tr- every shaming is always about more than a transgression. You know, and and people are bringing all their baggage and so on. And you know what what we need to be going for is this kind of knee jerk, cold, hard judgment, <sighs> not whether it's coming from the left or coming from the right. Because right. then you just fall into all the old bollocks. If you genuinely mean it as a joke, and I don't mean where you say some evil shit and then try to say later right, it was a joke, right. Right. but if your intention was a joke. That's carte blanche to me. He meant it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Automatically not a problem because you didn't mean it serious. Okay? It also depends on who's the joker, though. If you're the head of the fucking Ku Klux Klan, he's like, I didn't mean that as racist. It was a joke. I'm not yeah. going to take your well, word for you it. Well, you know, <laughs> the, that guy would just be honest that he meant it as racist. I <laughs> hope so. I like, that's why I voted for him. Yeah. That's why I voted that. for him. I yeah. hope he is honest. I, I, you, know. you can vote <laughs> in a K- KK. Yeah. Yeah. You can Especially vote. black people. You can vote for which Greek mythological creature or leader you want. I want the Cyclops. Wait, we, I want to run for Centaur. We always had a dragon. <laughs> yeah, dragon and a Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, people. dude, I get because uh, I constantly will get you know, if I'm not getting bashed by some lefties mad at me, then I get the right wingers are like, then I miss the lefties because the right wingers are so much dumber. And just like that's a gang true. of morons. Though that's why the lefties are kind of worse to me because it's like a, a scalpel as opposed to a mallet, as Frank Miller yeah. used to say. Can because I... you can understand the righty dum-dums because they usually uh, falls into Christianity. Well, the, this is the thing. For me being Christian, as I always bring up, these people have made their shit a religion. Mm-hmm. And then especially the fucking rape joke thing about how if you tell a joke, it contributes. This is all shit I heard in my church mm-hmm. about Dungeons and Dragons, comic <laughs> books, heavy metal and rap music. <laughs> right? And it's like they're going, it's oh, like, shit. no, we're not saying it causes rape, but every little bit helps. <laughs> what did so we got to crack down. I was What's Jehovah's a- Witness. Um, and they would the scrub. Worst. It was like a youth uh, my, whole, my whole childhood. Alien. So totally that's, different. 
Yeah, what's that? That's easy. Oh, it's Catholic yeah. light. Yeah. But my whole thing was they were big on <laughs> thought crime, and they had to scrub every little thing that could lead right. you down the wrong path. And so now these secular people, like Christmas, yeah, <laughs> us. these secular fuckers. I mean, it's amazing how Halloween was wrong to us, and now they have their Halloween. Like, if you wear an Indian sari on Halloween, you are causing marginalized people to be murdered. It's a fucking Halloween costume. Yeah, maybe it was just you got to Ricky's late, and your roommate is Indian girl. She ain't home. You just take a shit. Even if it's tasteless, it contributes to nothing. It's merely a Halloween costume. No, every little bit contributes to the bigger. No, it doesn't. Real things contribute actions and shit and not little things that are reflections of society why can I not escape religion I got in my goddamn church not hear that shit to go in the world right <laughs> and then I get out here and everybody's saying the same shit that's exactly what's happening with the Starbucks cups it's your cross and the, to bear and the, yeah mm. I don't want to cross. <laughs> Let's talk about that Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars. It's exactly Starbucks what's happening with Star Wars. Just keep an eye out for when he calls. Yes, I got. Uh, oh, what's the dude's name? Uh, Peyton. Uh, Peyton. Okay, but Charles Peyton. Mm. Louis, or tell maybe me. Patrick Friedman. Louis yeah. got it. But Kurt, exactly what you were saying. Starbucks released its annual line of holiday cups on Sunday, and they're red. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people are enraged, claiming the company is deliberately stripping the cup of religious references in the name of political correctness. A spokesman told Mashable the decision to leave the cup blank was so that customers could project their own holiday stories, right. whether by literally drawing on the cup or simply using their imaginations. Or are using you... it to drink coffee out so of. It's just a, it's just a red <laughs> cup. Wait, Philly Girl oh, just made the best cup. point, well, is which point. is... Who gives a fuck? I don't understand why any of these people. Remember at, at work the fucking uh, uh, Chipotle bag. Yeah. They, on explain. the bag they wrote a goddamn poem as if I go to Chipotle bags for my. Hmm, I, oh, it's a good. Th- I read a good thought piece the other day on a Chipotle bag. Uh. I like. To even give a fuck, it's like they can't give an inch with their controlling everything. And if even you look at a cups. Chipotle bag, by the way, it looks like a light-skinned dude with tattoos. The Christmas <laughs> thing, though, oh the reason God. Dante Nero's Just arm. pay attention to the, it looks like right. a light-skinned dude with tattoos, a Chipotle bag. <laughs> When you see it, you're going to be like, this holy shit. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. That is like, like Derek my Rose. dream. Yeah. A light-skinned guy with tattoos bringing me a burrito bowl. Yes, please. Yes. Sign me up. Like, but, like a- however, you know what you got to put on a burrito bowl? You got to put Jesus the Lord being crucified with the stigmata for Christmas. <laughs> That's a good point. That is my dream. That's a good point. That's a Christmas miracle. I like a nice manger scene with baby Jesus already on the cross. <laughs> what, wasn't Jesus born in August? Anyway? Uh, probably yes. in the fall. So yes. then, why is everybody like? He, so there's no snowflakes. Well, on the I didn't celebrate Christmas growing up because it's oh, a pagan right, holiday. Right. Wait, are there no yeah, snow, all snow the snow good flow? holidays are pagan. For, yeah. By the way, it's a nonsense. But the reason they make such a big, big deal about Christmas is because these psychopaths that they need America to it's be a, a Christian. They need America to be Christian. And deep down, the poli- like if you're political and a Christian, you're not a fucking Christian. A, exactly. you're not. And the re- the ones that are political, they know deep down their religion is only true if the the law of the land says it is and that's why they need to make sure theirs is the one that the land endorses or else it's not true because they have no faith yeah this country was founded on I watch a Christian religion. comedy yeah. Yeah. irony yeah. but irony. No, it was not founded on faith that's the big lie it was founded on faith faith no, is the, the tool it was founded on freedom ha- the ability to have freedom that's why people left well technically it was freedom. founded on so mass not murder to have freedom, of uh, native people but that, that was not believe. after yeah, that, that's like, true um, but, but, not to be persecuted for what they believe but they wouldn't even have a country like if you were a Christian you 
would just pay your taxes because that's what Jesus said. You wouldn't have a rebellion over no taxation. Jesus is pretty clear. You see whose face is on the money? Caesar. Give him his fucking money. So if they were Christians, we'd have, you can't be in a rebellion that's inherently satanic according to Christianity. So whatever, people will not, they need to have their nationalism and shit. And I'm watching like a Netflix uh, Christian comedians hour. With oh, Keith yeah. Alberstadt on it. Oh, Alberstadt was on there? Oh, Go okay. for him. White boy I Keith? Him. I think people... I well, think white people, boy Keith. Well, well, here, here's the thing. So I'm watching it. The opening is... It's all them. It's like a cutesy thing. And you can tell it's religious. There's fucking American flags everywhere on yeah. it. Okay, so let's say I'm a Christian in another country. I'm like, ooh, some Christian American comedy. And I turn on, I just see American flag, American flag. Like, how could you be a Christian and put this extra little barrier yeah. to other... Chri- it's not Christian. It's not Christian. You're supposed to be basically open. What, what people are afraid of about Muslims mm. is how Christians are supposed to be. That your religion trumps mm. your flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're not supposed mm. to be loyal to America before Christianity. Right. They're mutually exclusive. Christians yeah. are terrified that uh, any like that there somehow power will be taken from them and they'll be treated like any like, like they treat not any, any real Christian. Exactly. Not any real not Christian. Not any yeah, you're real, you're right. The people but who, there's only but a couple. the people who, who act from fear. If you meet a real Christian, they're delightful and there's like right. two of them. They're like fucking unicorns. The, pr- the people that will get mad about the cups <laughs> are pe- are completely acting out of fear, um, but they're the loudest. Right. So then this guy is going to call in because he got he's his on, He's on line three right now. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's bring him in. Charles. Yeah, we got him. Hey, Hold Charles. On. Charles, are you there? I'm here, yeah. How yeah. you doing, buddy? This is... Uh, How's it going? Good, uh, man. Do you have a British accent, too? Yeah, he's from the UK. How many oh, fucking I'm, Brits I'm, are we going to have on this show? Completely British. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goddamn red coats <laughs> surrounding us. I don't like it. Are you familiar it's, with John Ronson at all, Chuck? Charles? Are you familiar with John Ronson? Do you know him at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I've read... Quite a bit of his work. Oh, oh okay. it's nice to hear another English accent. It's been terrible. Oh, it's nice. To- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is music to my ears. <laughs> it sounds like the, that's the sort of hobbit situation. <laughs> yeah, Charles, will you tell tell me the thing about your sister? Because you contacted me. Yeah, Benny Hill. A, Benny Hill, let us know your life. You were in a Twitter fight with somebody, but just tell them about the deal with your sister. So you're such a reporter who got murdered in Somalia by like a. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, uh, her name is Kate Payton, and she was killed in Mogadishu in um, 2005. Um, by It was a kind of opportunistic killing. And she was there to report for the BBC as a produce well, to, to produce rather for, um, in fact, for Peter Gresto. I don't know if you know his name. He, he was in prison in Egypt recently. But so, and she was there um, on a trip that was, there was a long tussle we had with the BBC because it was kind of a trip that we felt she was sent on kind of ill-advisedly, in a way, and the, the coroner eventually found that she'd, she'd been put under a certain amount of pressure to go. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so, yeah, and she, she would, they would, it was to basically um, convene a sort of... There was a whole lot of parliamentarians who'd been in Kenya for, for quite a while, a few years, um, were sort of reconvening uh, in Mogadishu with a view to kind of coming back to town. And she was shot by somebody on the orders of a guy who um, was a kind of al- connected to Al-Qaeda. Um, and what, what was the name of the guy? So, yeah. Say again? Uh, what, what was the name of the guy? Uh, his name was Ira. I constantly forget he's got this long uh, list of names. Hold on one second. But, um, yeah, he was killed in a drone attack uh, strike in 2008. Hmm. 
And, and where, um, where was she? What was she doing at the time that, that she was killed? She was coming out of a hotel um, where all of the kind of journalists and the the um, parliamentarians had met. And she was just walking round her car, basically, which had been parked on the street because the car park was full, and somebody just came up to her, you know, and shot her in the back. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, um, so sorry. So, yeah, and, um, you know, she lived, she, she went to the hospital there, and the Somalian, there was an incredible response from the sort of local Somalians who, who kind of donated blood and that sort of thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Because she had a rare, a rare blood group in that part of the world. And, um, yeah, but she died sort of some hours later. And um, it was effectively, you know, it was just a, a means for one of the kind of gang gangs in the area, although it was a religiously sort of affiliated group, to, to prevent um, the parliament going back to town and ruining the, uh, ruining the whole um, game for them, I guess. So, yeah. So it's, the parliament um, had, had been uh, exiled? Who had, sorry? It, yeah, it had been, exactly, yes. It was in exile. I don't exactly know the chronology of it, but at that point it had been out of the country for some time. Uh, well, here's what I want to ask you, Charles, because when you contacted me, what was it you were in a... Because that's just a terrible fucking story, dude. I mean, yes. I'm really sorry to hear something like I must that. Have been, my, first thought when, um, my first thought when you responded was it's not necessarily material for a kind of... You know, no holds barred comedy podcast. Well, oh, you know no, what? No, man? This is perfect for it's, our yeah, show because yeah, we talk serious. Stuff. Here's the way that they, I mean, not that we're going to start like cracking wise while you're tearing no, no, up telling us an awful well, story, no. but all that kind of shit is where comedy basically it I mean, comes all, from. Not right in this pain. moment as you're talking, but all comedy is based on the fact of these terrible fucking mm -hmm. things. So it's, and also course, we're not yeah, just yeah. like yuck them in it all the time. Right. <laughs> we want to no, talk no, about no, shit. When you contacted me, you told me you were in a Twitter argument and I can't remember her name. I'm trying to look it up. Who's the person? that you were fighting yeah, with on Twitter? No, I'm, I suspect John uh, will have come across her, maybe knows her. His uh, name is Nabila Ramdani. Nabila Ramdani. Oh. Nabila Ramdani. No, I don't know. It doesn't mean Nabila. She's a French, I think I'm right in saying she's French-Algerian. Yes, she's French-Algerian. Okay. Yeah. And what, does she, what does she say? And why was she against you? Because I know beef? she's a big, like, I, like first of all, Islamophobia is a stupid fucking term that I, I'm like, but I'm just putting phobia on anything. I, I don't yeah. understand why that's the term. It's like this yeah, idiot. Even even homophobia is dumb because it's not really fe necessarily fear because you hate someone. It all came from arachnophobia, you know? 1994. <laughs> I, it's a way. I guess it's to insult someone for being a bigot, so you want to apply like an irrational like mental disorder to them. Yeah. But it's everything now is phobia. You have a, a transphobia. You no, have a I fucking, do. How did you know? <laughs> but but Islamophobia. I mean. This is the thing, as a guy that came from an Abrahamic, like a strict religion, and this is why I don't cut them any fucking... It's not that I say terrorism is just caused because you're is, uh, Islamic, but but the people that make excuses for this bullshit Abraham religion, okay, they always go with, like, yeah. if they were just more not marginalized and included in the process, and they're mm -hmm. impoverished, and I'm like, you do not understand how the fuck religion works if you're talking that shit. You must have been raised secular, yeah. because we didn't want any part of your rep. system, we didn't want any fucking money you couldn't have bought us yeah. we want either you're going to do our religion or, or luckily we don't kill you god kills you but but the very idea that being inclusive to the government with with people in religion that's not how the religion works if you're really a member if you're really a member you care about that above all else and all man's laws be damned all man's laws be damned yeah. damn right. man but what was the Something argument that's all i want to ask because that's how we why you contacted me because you were telling yeah. me that story which i i thought was like fucking 
horrible. What, what, what were you arguing with her about? Because I know yeah. she was on some Islamophobia well, nonsense. A, I mean, the argument probably is, I think it was a couple of tweets before she blocked me, but basically she was complaining about, I don't know if you saw, there, there was some recent, I think, when was it, September, um, Charlie Hebdo cartoons which used the kid who I believe his name was Ilan Kurt, uh, is that right? Uh-huh. And he, who died on, on the beach, you know, and there were very kind of iconic photos of... of little boy? Mm-hmm. The Syrian boy, child that yes. was a refugee? Yes. Beach, yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, you know, I personally, I find Charlie Hebdo a little bit... I kind of need the footnotes, and I don't always understand. Yeah, well, French people aren't funny, and they're not good at comedy. I mean, we admit that. You just can't shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> we throw a tomato. Your words, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I proudly say that. If you're French, so you know you're not good at comedy. You know, they know. You're too much into clowns and stilts and shit. They know cologne. <laughs> no, exactly. but, um, but so it was, it would, they were kind of juxtaposing that horrible tragedy and the general situation that it's part of mm-hmm. with the kind of shallowness of, so there was one featured a kind of big McDonald's sign with mm-hmm. in the same image. Oh, yes, right. Yes, yes, yes. 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 I do remember that. And, um, oh. Excuse me, by the way, I've got a cough, so... Um, it's okay, man. i try to cough away from that. Stop trying to be but, so um, English and polite, nigga, just cough. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a dead giveaway. This is this a scene from Spectra? Just cough, James Bond. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, she was tweeting about, um, you know, the fact that uh, it was making fun of the death of this little kid um, and his religion, which, apart from anything, I didn't feel it was making fun of his death. It was right. a philosophical, you know, a kind of... Yeah. yeah. It was a rumination on the topic. It wasn't meant to be funny, necessarily. Right. It was about the contrast between the the desperation of all these people to come to European right. shores. Right. right. Well, yeah. she's a professional complainer, so that's why she's got to make it into that. So I mean, I'm what was her probably... response, though? Say again? Well, what was her response to that? Was that it was Islamophobic? Well, she was... I, I, we didn't even get that far, because basically I just said to her, Whatever you think of this cartoon, it's clearly not making fun of his death. Right. Right. She said to, she said to me, uh, well, so it's a, maybe I should just find the tweets. I should have been prepared. But, uh, Sorry, buddy. Yeah, no, she said basically it could have been your son. Um, right, right. Oh, and you brought up my, my, actually my sister, right? I said, well, since you bring it up, my sister was killed by <laughs> right. Islamists in... Mogadishu. That's a good comeback, boy. That's the best comeback. <laughs> you wish you didn't have the comeback, actually. Yeah. But well, that indeed, is a good comeback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very rarely useful in the same way. But I said, you know, if, if somebody had used her likeness to make a point, you know, and I know Char- the people behind Charlie Abdo are essentially leftists, anti-racists. They're not bigots. Yeah. Right. What's, what a lot of the left are now saying. Well, hold on. I, I just want to ask this, because when did this thing of mocking islam make you racist i don't understand that at all lots of white people are muslims is it because like secular kind of lefties just imagine it's a brown thing and they go i wouldn't dare that's race like how did it become racist to talk and by the way if i don't like your religion i could still like you like if i'm trashing islam it doesn't mean i hate muslims i feel bad for you gotta do that shit you just explain our relationship kurt yeah (laughs) so what what is this new thing where i have to respect i have to tolerate your religion that means I, I can stomach you. That doesn't mean I have to, res- like, oh. oh I said that joke. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, you're yeah. Amish and you have to dress like a big hobbit? Oh, I'm so respect. I'm not respectful of it. But you should be alive. You I shouldn't have to die. I think partly <laughs> what it is is that most people on the left, 
certainly, and I, I think it's probably a big overlap with the state. Certainly, seeing what's gone on in on campuses the last few days. Is it Yale? The whole um, mm-hmm. uh, business over Halloween costumes. I think a lot of the left here, at least, doesn't really have any religion. Doesn't have any familiarity. Right. With mm-hmm. Religion. Yeah. I mean, I know that you have a particular. Well, we were just talking about this very thing, as a matter of fact, just okay. before you said it. It is religious fervor, no, and you're a heretic if you don't go by every like dogmatic part. But one thing I'll say for religious people, when you ask them to come on their, on your show and talk about it, they're happy to share it with you. And the difference sure. with these yeah, people yeah. is they're like, well, I'm blocking you. I shouldn't even have to educate you. That's yeah. dangerous shit and right it's, there. And it's like even worse than a religion because they don't want to explain it to you. You're supposed to have well, already I known. My feeling about that is that deep down, and the reason, I mean, I've been blocked, not by a huge number of people, but on the, you know, I hate, I, you know, as part of me hates the whole thing of falling one side or another of this atheist versus you right. have to be for or against Richard Dawkins or whatever it might be. Right. And I kind of... You mean Daryl Dawkins, right? No, Richard Dawkins. Daryl Dawkins basketball player. No, I think no. they mean Darren Dalton, the Philadelphia oh, Philly. Oh, okay, there we go. It doesn't mean <laughs> either of them. That's right. That's now Philly girl, sense. Chuck. Don't pay attention. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at all of your jokes whether or not I understand. <laughs> <laughs> the you're best good, audience Chuck, ever. Chuck, you're a good man. <laughs> <laughs> you need to come to my Comedy Central fucking special. <laughs> Just laugh. Go ahead and finish your sentence, buddy. I'm sorry. But so... Um, yeah, you know, I think a lot of people who, uh, you know, young people especially, but not only, who don't have any background in religion, and, and, and they kind of think of religious people now as they associate it with the other, you know, right. capital O, so with people who are disadvantaged, and there's, a, to me, a ridiculous idea going around that atheists are now kind of in charge of everything, <laughs> right. and you know, laying down a law and all this stuff, which is possibly slightly truer here than it is over there but well i think it's weird when i go over there you guys like like you are so have darwin on the money and like but are supposedly yeah. a little more religious and we have the opposite like kind of it's like a stranger well th- this yeah. is the thing why i wanted you to talk to john ronson because speaking of that like dogmatic thing mm-hmm. um john i was reading your shit about uh you know I'm, i assume chuck you know who omar bakri is the guy who was like what was he what was his nickname uh the tottenham ayatollah yeah, the, the top. Tottenham Ayatollah. Yeah. Tottenham Ayatollah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Because, him, yeah. I've, I've always felt kind of embarrassed because we gave him that nickname. <laughs> right. And it really took off, and forever he was the Tottenham Ayatollah. Right, yeah, yeah. And I felt kind of bad that I kind of lay, you know, I kind of. John has said so many things in motion he can't control now. (laughs) (laughs) The psychopath test, Uh, this thing. You soup Nazi'd him. I spent a a year with Omar Bakri in about 1996. He announced that he wasn't going to rest until he saw the flag of Islam flying over Downing Street. So I asked him if I could hang out with him for a year while he kind of overthrew... Ah, <laughs> I told you John's the best guest we've yeah, ever had. That's great. Um, he outed me as a. I think that I think that was generous. Uh, outed you as what? As a Jew at his jihad training camp. Hold on, you're a Jew. <laughs> I'm a Jew. And <laughs> my girlfriend over here. Did you know she was this a Jew? Jew-tis? I always know. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course he knows. I'm not a Jew. <laughs> we always know. He knows. Um, yeah, I was. He, he had a jihad training camp in Crawley, which is near Gatwick Airport, and he took me along and then outed me as a Jew. He said, <laughs> "Now, what was the training camp? Did it look like they have the monkey bars? Because I always see the footage with the monkey no, bars with the was that, terrorist was training. Was that an uncomfortable uh, shared plate of hummus when you uh, <laughs> <laughs> You never know when you're going to have to invade a playground. <laughs> I say jihad training camp. I mean, at the time, I, I mean, it was like a well-stocked 
gym in a in a cabin in a forestry center. Okay. However, a shitload of of Omar's people have gone on to like commit acts of terrorism. Oh right, that's yeah. crazy. Well, what I liked yeah. about so your why thing, is England? Wait. Why do y'all let this fucking happen? Why you don't shut this place down? Yeah, we yeah. would never let Muslims get away with none of that shit. <laughs> At least here. keep an eye on them. How the fuck you got them doing shit? <laughs> yeah, They'll never get a foothold anyway. like that. I mean, like, well, and might. we're nice. Listen, I like that people worry about Islamophobia here in mm. America. They're like, because that just indicates we're nice. That there's somebody. That worries about that. I mm. want someone to exist that does that. Just make sure it doesn't get out of hand. But <laughs> I am not going to... I've already had my taste of the bloody stench of Abraham's God. And I'm not going to do that with you. But if someone else wants to, that just makes it more more diverse here. The the thing I liked that you wrote was his son just w- went to yeah. join ISIS. Apparently ISIS killed him, this guy's son. Yeah. Okay? My son. And people were like, fuck him. And which I would say, fuck his um, son. But John, yeah. John met him and he had a very... I just thought it was admirable how you were like... Like I well, knew this kid. It's just that when I when I read this, like somebody tweeted me, like, "Did you know that Omar Bakri's son's dead, like, been executed by ISIS?" And I was like, "What, Muhammad?" Because I met Muhammad like right. in 1996 when he was just a little boy. You know, he was like a little teenage boy, a scared boy because his dad Omar Bakri was becoming this kind of huge core celeb right and, yeah and he and just seemed... again for getting laid in high school I'll right. tell you that no, shit no he was afraid his dad would get killed like a Malcolm X yeah, he also he, was yeah. afraid he wasn't getting laid he was a teenage boy <laughs> his father's he, a fucking psychopath no they would have just shipped one of his cousins over from somewhere yes. and forced her into whatever okay, but he good. was like saying you know I'm worried and mum's worried and I've just seen Malcolm X and I'm worried that's what's going to happen to my dad and oh. and anyway so in the intervening years like me and Omar drifted apart uh, he ended up in a Beirut prison <laughs> And I ended up here on this radio show. And, um, <laughs> very similar. And very similar. Equal. Equal, some might say. Yeah. And yeah. he said, he told the Jewish Chronicle, Omar Baku told the Jewish Chronicle that I had personally destroyed relations between all Jews and all Muslims. <laughs> and if there was a Why? Why? How so? Because I have a funny story. I, it was a funny story. So yeah. um, anyway, so I thought it was probably best for me and Omar to kind you of... You escaped Jew. Yeah, I was escaped Jew. I thought... I thought There's because, a Jew for everything, man. Yeah. If, you, if you want... I mean, like, how can you not like Jew? There's one that'll hang out with you and yeah. tell people you were a human after I say <laughs> off. Where's the one that you can date, but she'll be quiet? Yeah. But uh, then, okay, so question. then, okay. like, you know. That's for personal reasons. Well, because Chuck here, when we were talking via Twitter. <laughs> I, one I, that knows like, how to shut up. Any of those out there? No? All right. I mean, I wouldn't put that all on the Jewish women. I, yeah. uh, I When I talked to Chuck, though, there's like some where I, I saw humanity with him with this because the guy yeah. who got killed by a drone bomb, and I cracked the joke. I'm like, well, thank God for drones. The guy who killed his sister got droned. I go, thank God for drones. And he's like, well, I think drones are overall a disaster. I mean, maybe this was one of the good ones. Like, uh, my instinct would be to like, good, my sister's dead, drone them all. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. my instinct. Yeah, but that's a bad Which instinct. I, no, it is bad. And I admire just the idea you would yeah. have. And even with mm-hmm. this Twitter shit where we're like trying to kill people over this. You know what I mean? Like, where's the fucking humanity? Yeah. You've even got some for this fucking kid that, yeah. you know, like... Well, I mean, obviously, I would have, like, zero humanity for this kid if I hadn't met him when he was, like, 15 right. or 14. Right. And 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 he was sweet and vulnerable and scared that his dad was... And he likes Spike Lee as a director? Does yeah. he watch X? Spike Lee as a director. <laughs> That's and, what I heard. That's the then, only thing okay, I heard. Okay, so then what happened? Now, like, like this is... <laughs> like, not gonna, he didn't live to see like, Chirac. This is what, like, is said to be true. I, I'm not 100% sure it's true. But basically, one of Omar's daughters like rebelled against the fact that her dad was like Britain's most famous right. Right. militant Islamist and became a pole dancer. Stop. Uh, no. Yeah. Seriously. Google her. Right. Yeah. Omar Bakri's well, daughter. Yeah. So and then uh, 
And then yeah, like that, Munga. people then extrapolated. Yeah. Wait, people, how do you spell that? There's a lot of G's uh, and shit. P O L E. Well, just here, go ahead. Let me go because I was still wanting to get to Paul, her thing too. So let me just uh, finish. Uh, right. Okay, so basically, we'll people then extrapolated that. Well, I wonder if like Omar Bakri's daughter becomes a pole dancer. The kid, you know, the family's all kind of torn apart by this, and so the kid, like to compensate joins ISIS, you know, because he wants to be like a good son oh. to his father. So, may, and, and now the kid's dead. And, and, and now, why did ISIS She's not a pole dancer. Yeah. Wow, she is pre- what? She yeah. a She's a cutie. This is another one of Karen uh, Margolis fake Jews. Uh, yeah, she yeah, might yeah. be Muslim, but them titties ain't Muslim. <laughs> is that Ivanka Trump? <laughs> no, that's the daughter yeah. of... That's he, Omar's daughter. Yeah, he's he where he's from he's uh, somewhere like Syria or something, right? Or somewhere yeah, like Syria. Uh, yeah. Yes. No. Be- Beirut. Beirut. Either oh, Beirut or Syria. So Either now, Lebanon why why did ISIS places. kill his son if he's such a supporter of their movement? Apparently, apostasy, whatever the hell that means, like like apostasy. He said something apposthetic. Yeah. What's the He's right like, word? maybe my sister shouldn't die for pole dancing. <laughs> right. And they fight uh, kill him. And they execute him. But then there's like another conspiracy theory now that they pretend to execute people. So yeah. then like the heat's off and then that they person can send them off. Else yeah. Because yeah. that's a possibility. When yeah, they pretend to kill They him? announce that they killed the guy because they send him on a, like a special Secret mission. mission. Yeah. And now he's dead and fought, you know, and it's yeah. a believable story because they do right. do that. Did they not videotape because they usually videotape beheadings and everything? Mm-hmm. So why didn't nobody wait for the footage? But I've got to say, like, like I, you know, like until all of this, I just thought, you know, like, like I'm, I'm a humanist and like where it comes to anything except for ISIS, who were like the worst right, fuckers right. who ever, you know, lived. And then suddenly I realized that I, I knew this kid when he was right. 14. And mm. even that becomes complicated. But here's the right? thing, John. You know how yeah. many 14-year-old kids I know that's dead now? Mm-hmm. Most of them. <laughs> Some yeah. by my hand. <laughs> no, but a lot of kids die in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. neighborhood is that? Uh, you live on the, the one you side. live in now. <laughs> <laughs> the one you live in now, where we swapped, <laughs> we did the oh. wife swap, nigga. Guys, I will tell you, the only thing I'm religious about is putting on sunscreen every day, religiously. That's That's SPF fifty. <laughs> we got five minutes left. Oh yeah, Chuck. Thank you for calling in, man. I Thanks, appreciate Chuck. it. Chuck, we really appreciate again. it. I just want to get a little right. bit to Kara's thing that we didn't give enough time yeah, we to. Yeah, got to Thank Friday. you for sharing that story, man. I'm sorry to hear that, and I, I gotta say, I do admire you for just like that little bit of humanity of yeah. like because I, I don't know that I would have the same and I, it's like something to like think about really it's admirable yeah well thanks for having me thank you brother thanks a lot thanks bro thanks all for right. joining us alright so wait Kareth, let's. <laughs> yeah, I want to know about Kareth's thing the, that pole, yeah, the article in the post yes right, well what's so cool is that John is part of this too yes and yeah. the film is called Can We Take a Joke and it's basically about what we've really been talking about yeah. all this evening is um privilege and this idea that people are right and they're being offended and it's the there's an overcorrection of political correctness that is now happening on college campuses which was supposed to be the last bastion of liberal thinking and ideas and freedom of speech and expression and it's like the tides have have changed and this group that was a fire organization founded by Greg Lukanoff, who was one of the uh, people who decided to get this film made. Oh, I remember. I know this group. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. He has an ACLU background. He's yeah. Stanford, Stanford uh, Law. It's a good group he has. Graduate. Absolutely. And for the longest time, they were defending students who were being coming under attack right. for whatever, a, a production they put on or for speaking out. Whether, you know, people agreed with it or not, they still had the right to say it. Mm-hmm. But what? 
they found is that over the years, the tides have changed, and it's now professors who are coming under attack from the students. Right. Because there's this whole new generation of millennials who have been so overcoddled that anything that makes them uncomfortable, they want wiped out. Yes. Right. Protested. Right. Somebody fired. Right. Right. What happened in Missouri? Huh. Well, well no. not really, Whitey. <laughs> watch, watch your white mouth. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. Not, not, the guy, not, the guy, not the guy that resigned in Missouri, but the reporter... The reporter. There's the reporter that tried to get in to film it, and they oh, go, yeah. you have to leave. This is our safe space. Mo- yeah. Motherfucker, no. you don't get to designate no. a, public a public space, space. Yeah. as yeah. your own private space and keep the press right. out. Go fuck yourself. Unless you're Dominican, and it's the West Side Highway next to that tennis court where they <laughs> took over. You know where they took over. But Handball you know courts. You know where they took uh, over. The Dominicans are nice, and they'll let you hang out with them, I must they say. They do. You can't hang with them. Go Wait, ahead. Are those uh, ones who wear socks with sandals? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Socks with sandals. Um, <laughs> I still feel new to New York. They supposedly don't. Wear socks, but so what is the, the event? Is Friday though, right? So the the premiere, the premiere. world premiere of Can We Take a Joke right. is this Friday. We're having a, a pre-show at the Comedy Cellars Village Underground. Yes, that's right. It's gonna be a great show. That yeah, it's gonna be a great show. Now that I don't know who's on it. <laughs> no, it's people, Tony it Woods is on it. Tony Woods no. is still, no, he's not. What time does it start? Five. Six o'clock. <laughs> I really oh, wanted to do that do show. The movie premieres. Would you do it? Yeah, get Kurt on there. Oh my I got to fit. Hold on. I got a thing I got to do first, but I will totally do it if I can. I'm going to find out right so after. Awesome. Yeah, yes. I'll totally do it. That would be amazing. I like that guy's group. I didn't know it was for that, but yeah, I really am into it. See? And unfortunately, I have to pull out because I'm going to Levity Live this weekend. Yeah. If I can, I'm there. Good plug. Levity Live this weekend. Check it out. Tracy Morgan. I'll be there. Hey, are you got anything to plug, Nangle? At Nanglish. At English, anything yes. to plug besides this movie? I, no, that's the big thing. The big premiere is this Friday. We want to plug yeah. the shit well, out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, can we take a I am available to speak on college campuses and corporations. I have a humorous diversity program that I do oh. called Stereotyped 101. Because we need to laugh about this stuff. Like, you have to use humor if you're going to talk about it. There's no other way to go back. Based on you're history, right. I should never be laughed at again jo- by people and culture. <laughs> John, you want to plug a book? Yeah. Oh, plug your book. So you've been publicly shamed. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excellent book. Do oh, it. I just read it. We recommend it to all of them. Nobody yes. knows how to. The people don't know how to spell my name. K A R I T H. Kareth.com. Kareth Foster on Twitter. Yes. Kareth is great. So have you yeah. seen Have you seen the film? I have. It's and is it good? It's great. It's a great film. Everybody go check it out. Cool. Can we take a joke? Shrod. We only got 30 seconds left. I'll be in Levity Live this weekend with Tracy Morgan. At Angegold, A-N-G-E-G-O-L-D on Twitter. Yes. All right, I'm at the cellar too, besides that stuff. All right, Race Wars. Yeah, Race guys. Wars, man. It's a great episode. We love y'all, and uh, love your mothers, huh? <laughs> <laughs>